0: Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the newsletter so you never
1: miss an update.
0: Walmart Plus member and be the first in line to shop the hottest online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else. So yeah, Walmart Plus helps you get the gift. The first one your kid wrote on their list like five months ago. The gift that if you could just get your hands on it will make this holiday the best holiday ever. Yeah, that gift. Become a Walmart Plus member at walmartplus.com and be the first to shop online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else with early access. Not available to trial members while supplies last. With unlimited free delivery, a Walmart Plus membership helps with whatever life throws your way. And the holidays throw a lot. Like when you make a gift list, check it twice, but still forget someone. Or when you plan a dinner for four, but 14 show up. Or when you turn away for two seconds and your dog eats the turkey. Bad boy, Dino! Walmart Plus saves the holidays with unlimited free delivery on fresh groceries and more at everyday low prices. Start your free trial membership at WalmartPlus.com. $35 order minimum. Restrictions apply. See membership details.
2: Welcome to 91 Donkey Lane, an inauspicious apartment complex that holds many magical secrets. Currently, it's inhabited by two idiots, Nate Lopez and Robert Bacon, who have no idea of its true power and refuse to get along.
3: These are their
2: adventures.
3: What is up, Donkeys. I'm Robert Bacon. And I'm Nate Lopez. And this is 91 Donkey Lane. 91 Donkey Lane. That is correct. And we are located somewhere Uh between a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a peanut butter and banana Uh sandwich. I think that's peanut butter and honey. Oh yeah we're like peanut we're, we're located at peanut butter and honey sandwich uh-huh. so if that, yeah, that narrows us down that should I mean that's basically I just, don't know how else to explain this to that, people people are like I don't understand the beginning yeah take all the clues that we're giving you uh-huh. put that through time and space uh-huh. and this is where we are located yeah in. just da Vinci code it you guys yeah God, uh, if you were da Vin- if you were half of Tom Hanks right now uh-huh. you would have found us I wish I was half you know what you know what we are we're thanks. We don't have the arm um yet. We're thanks. I'm glad that we haven't been spending as much time <laughs> together because uh, I haven't heard things like that. And it's been I, really yeah, glad. you liked it. You're going to you're gonna think back on that tonight. And you're gonna go, that was pretty funny. Well, we got out of the house. We did. Uh, as you could tell yep. from the sounds around uh, us. Opal and Cheese, are uh, they're still Probably fighting. Really but, really you are. know, that's okay. It is like, first of all, I introduced the game of Risk to them. Yeah. And I thought that would be a way for them to channel their hatred. Uh-huh. Anyway, I thought I could channel that through risk, uh-huh. and I forgot how long that game takes. It's so and long when you don't have hands or fingers. Yeah, Mayor McCheese mostly baps off the things. It's, yeah, Opal just eats the eats the has, uh, pieces. They're all chewed up. Uh-huh. It, they're all the pieces look the same on Opal's side. Uh-huh. I and Mayor McCheese's are slid everywhere, yeah. and it's mostly yelling. Yeah. and cards going everywhere. It's like that. You know in like uh, Charlie Brown when you get like the, the dust ball and people fight or maybe that's Snoopy. I don't know. But it's like that. It's, it's cartoons. Just, yeah. It's just cartoon dust ball fights all the time right now. Yeah. It's like a cartoon fight. It really is. They just sort of roll around and just, are around and you see like paws sticking out of the dust cloud. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. They're alone right now. Hopefully everything's great. I got a camera on them. Uh, let me check it now. Actually, all right. And dustball. All right, they are just dustballing. Okay, they're still fighting. Yeah. Okay. Oh, And they stop. Opal's eating throw up. And as she's eating the throw up, she is pooping out a red piece. Okay. okay. All right. So status I don't pro. need to watch that. Really <laughs> great. Really great use of my money buying that camera. <laughs> But the whole house is outfitted with them now. The whole house? Yes, Nate, the whole house. The whole house? Did you not read the email I sent out? No, I never read your emails. I didn't even write it. I had it dictated by my assistant. Write to spam every time. Well, that's stupid. Well, you would know that if you got my emails uh-huh. that the whole house is outfitted with cameras now. I'm having a couple of clones over and a few for the next week oh, in, in case... Uh, if you want to watch that, be my guest. Yeah, mm, no. I'm going to hang out in my really cool evil lair. Really cool. He has Scarface posters up, you guys. Nah, the, I don't posters. have Those aren't mine. <laughs> those are, I allow people who work for me to put up whatever kind of posters that they want. Everyone who works for him, Scarface posters. That's all it is. It's just Scarface posters. I'll tell you, the people you hang out with aren't really the coolest Most of the people that I have to hire are, like, really big in Scarface, and Mm -hmm. I have to, like, also pretend Mm -hmm. like it's this masterpiece. He did Undercover Boss last week, and he figured out, yeah, everybody. Everybody's just into Scarface. Is it Undercover Boss if I don't reveal that it's me and just use that information to my own gang? Um, No, I think that's just late-stage capitalism. Yeah. (laughs) I just late stage capitalism. Um, there you go. Yeah. And I find out that I don't like any of my employees. No, no. no They're all really douche doesn't. rockets. They really Bought are a monster energy drink. Yeah, it's disgusting. To be fair, he hires exclusively from eight Chan. So, so we are at uh, we're at Evilcon. EvilCon 2021, it's finally back. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't in last year. Uh, you know, because even they follow COVID guidelines. It's shocking. It's, it's shocking. Show, but they are very there. We had to show vaccination cards. Yeah, it was the whole nine yards. That it is the best thing about when you're evil. There is a lot of scientists, and yeah. they're, they are on the side of science. They are very pro science. So very yeah. pro science. So it is packed in here, but I feel really safe. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's and Nate wanted to come along with. Yeah, I misunderstood what yes. the con was. Uh, yeah. Nate Nate thought it was like a Comic-Con. That's what I thought. That's what I really and thought. And even though I explained in an email that I sent to you. I sent it right to spam. Yeah, you should have read this. I will never. That never. it's more like a boat show. I just like face-to-face communication, you <laughs> know. <laughs> you you don't. I really don't. Half the time you're wearing cloaks and robes I, and I masks. Am. I am. I'll be honest. I just don't like talking. I don't like communication. That's also... in. I don't like, being, in, I, I don't like being told what to do. That's what it is. <laughs> Finally got to where the right answer. How dare you? So Nate is dressed like Jared Leto Joker. Like Jared Leto Joker. And yep. you know what? He's not the only one. No, I'm uh, not. Because this is an evil convention. There are a lot of us. I forget the douche rockets that I... I there is... I think there is just looking around right now mm-hmm. i mean there are thousands of people here i think i see 600 Jared Little Jokers yeah so another so. thing it's being evil is very conflicting it's it a is. lot like being an nfl fan ooh you know what i mean yeah i do where you have all different types of people coming together over uh, one liked thing and they yeah. come from a lot of different uh, backgrounds and th- ideologies yeah mostly texas yeah, it's a lot of Texas in it, yeah. and there's a lot of Texas people here, uh-huh. and nothing against that, but there's no. a specific kind of evil person from Texas. Yeah, and you know who you are. You know who you if are. If you're evil and from your t- and you're from Texas. You're a type right now. Somebody's driving their F 350, going, "Well, shoot, he got me, he got <laughs> me," and he's dressed like he's just like Jared Jared Leto Joker. Exactly. Yeah. So the Jared Leto Jokers are here. So Nate's uh, put him with there. So uh-huh. I'm trying to distance myself from Nate as much as well, possible. Well, the difference between them and me is I actually bleached my skin and got all the tattoos. So I didn't even notice because Nate's body is covered in tattoos. It already is, and yeah. she's he's en- enchanted them so they like move and change all the time. They do. I'm like looking at those. Magic Eye posters now. Yeah, it is it's a schooner. Oh, that's what that was. Yep. Yeah. I was staring at that one forever. Yeah. It's too intricate, Nate. Keep it more simple. No. With all those lines <laughs> in there, it's too much. So, but now they're they're the worst. Yeah. They. Uh, I hate your face tattoos. Thank I hate you. your grill. It says uh, damaged. You know, if I was a wizard, I'd get this. Uh, Yeah, you know. I'd get that this was cool. (laughs) Anyway, don't tell anybody that you're a wizard here, Nate. They're really going to try to, like, hire you and take you away from me. I'm I'm incorruptible. What are you talking about? When have I ever been tricked? All the time. (laughs) I, I disagree. I disagree. You stand on tiles in our house, the same tiles. The confession tile. You stand on confession <laughs> tile more than any other one, and you won't, you'd, like, purposely kick. Uh-huh. I bought one of those. Uh, if you have to stand by, in your kitchen in uh-huh. one spot for an extended period, yep. get one of those squishy mat things. They're so nice. Like, on, you see, like, at check stands in grocery stores. Yeah. Oh. Anybody who's had to work a job where you've yeah. had to stand for an extended period like of time? bus drivers. No, and <laughs> So I kick it out of the way. Yeah, you move it to get to that tile. Well, sometimes I want to tell you things, but I don't know what to say, so I figure that always just gives me... You know, it just keeps you in the room. You need therapy. I don't know. You need some real therapy. I don't know
4: about that. Can
3: we at least go into the con? All right. Hang on. Let me find my pass. Uh, I, I got to search in didn't... my bag. Uh, I got to see. He is Let's one see. of those Mary Poppins bags Let's now, see. by the way. This is a Carnival Vista cruise line pass. That's not it. Ooh, look at this. Key from the Japanese uh, Hiroshima Hilton wow oh, that's pretty cool I'm gonna keep that there it is there we go evilcon oh my god all right let's go in Wow it's pretty nice in here Look at that oh, wow. Oh. There's a lot of booths. There's a, lo- a lot of evil planes I'm singing, seeing hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. It seems to be kind of the theme this year. So just to set the stage, we are underneath Gary, Indiana. Evil Con every year, Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. place to be. Uh-huh. It's underground. Uh-huh. It's it- under Lake Michigan. Yep. I don't know if technically we are even in Gary. I think we're just under Lake Michigan. And if I look around, so we're in this giant underground cavern, uh, lit, very spooky. It's purple and green lighting. And there's dripping. I see a lot of dripping. Uh, I believe those are called stalactites. Yeah. And then, yeah, and the other ones are stalagmites. Stalagmites. Stalagmites hold tight to the ceiling. Stalagmites might make it up there one day. Is this true? Yeah, I learned that in Boy Scouts. I'm an Eagle eagle Scout. Oh, you're an Eagle
1: Scout? Yeah, of course I'm an Eagle Scout. Have we talked about this? I don't think so.
3: My dad, my dad basically did my eagle project for me and I got all the credit. Do you know any spells that would give Donkey Lane a moat or a lake because this boat looks amazing. I do, but it would take me thirty-six days to actually enunciate the spell. That sounds awesome. Oh no, 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 no! It's then we get a moat, and we can protect us, and then we wouldn't have so many. You know then we com- wouldn't have to worry about Billy the Kid. But you know, what comes with magic moats. What? Uh, magic mosquitoes. Oh. They're the size of elephants. Uh, they carry. They still carry cholera, Ugh. but it's also a magic. They have cholera, regular cholera, and then they have like magic cholera. So it's, but this is like a Batman boat. Yeah, I know. Well, we, what would be we'd be better off just digging a moat and then doing a rain spell. How long does that take? That takes 40 days and 40 nights. Ugh. So that one that one isn't so bad, but we would have to build the boat by hand and then collect two. I animals. have to build this boat. OK, never mind. No more boats. <laughs> no boats or animals. I never know mind. magic, you know. God, yeah. I looked into one thing. <laughs> here, this a scooter, an evil scooter. This Ooh. is pretty cool. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk to the proprietor. Excuse me, sir. Ah, oh, hello, boys. I see you're looking at the evil scooter. It looks pretty cool. You know, I, I'm looking through my magic eyes. There is zero magic in this scooter. Really? Zero, not an ounce of magic. It has 49 cc's Ooh. of pure scooter power. Ooh, that, uh, yeah. that, that, that sound, that's a lot of cc's. Uh, no, it's just the minimum amount, because once you get to 50, then you have to get a motorcycle license to drive one of these. It seems like we have ourselves a scooter connoisseur. Uh yeah, I do know th- some things about scooters, I guess. What does this thing have? Disc brakes? Yes, very good, sir. You I'm going to go get a corn dog. I'll be right back. Found it. Well, uh, I uh, you seem like a man who knows what he likes. So, uh, what could I interest you in this scooter? Yeah, what's uh what's what's evil about it? What's it do? Well, first it runs on birds. Uh, you just have to take a bird and cram it in the hole and stuff it in. That's what the giant tank is. Oh my
2: god. Okay.
3: Yes, but it's much cheaper and easier. A Part of it is it attracts birds. Uh, the whole thing is designed to actually be uh, pleasing to a bird's eye from above. Oh, wow. Okay. All of the corn dogs are ice cold here. I fucking hate Evil Con, you guys. This is so annoying. Oh, you have to be careful. Some of these uh, aren't real vendors. They're just people being evil <sighs> trying to trick you steal your credit think card information magic is exhausting you all are exhausting it is pretty exhausting here i mean try being a scooter salesman no, at man. evil con but how do you even make a scooter evil it runs on birds that's not evil you're oh, doing is a that, service is that it is that is I, that all it does? Is that what makes it evil? Yes. It's very, no. the amount of work to make a co- combustion engine. Do you have any scooters that run on rodents? Mm, that technology is years away. Oh, my God. No, it's, yeah, yeah. See, because that's really handy. Because where right. we live, there's a rat king I could shove in there. Right? There's all kinds of rats I could yeah. shove in that thing. Yeah, there is. So. Well, this is the bird model, and it attracts birds. I, I still don't think that's evil. This is why he's at the entrance. Yeah, like this is. This. I I got excited all at first. No, no, it, the, the scooter. It, it, many colors are available. I'd like a a light blue scooter, a baby blue scooter. It's not available in baby uh, blue. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, it, blue. Just give me any blue. No blues. No blues. Huh. You said there's many colors in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the birds are only attracted to this tealy aqua. I would call that more of a light mint. Uh, uh, some people see it that, right? Yeah, that's. It uh, looks like the inside of a that's submarine. That's the inside of a su- This is evil. This is yeah. too evil for us. Come on. We All need right, to move on. This no, is way thanks. too evil. I oh, remember the scooter, <laughs> That was so evil yeah. inside of a submarine disgusting. It's it's a lot of equipment yeah. uh lab equipment like over La- here. Lab. What is this? It's like evil lab equipment. Huh? <laughs> I mean, that's a good name. It's e- catchy. <laughs> a lot evil, you know, is, yeah. they really cut to the point. They really do, you know. I don't want to guess what they sell. Evil lab equipment. There I we see go. you boys are looking at some evil lab equipment. Oh, my God. sound like this. You, <laughs> sound, you look strangely familiar. Is that a fake mustache? That's not a fake mustache. <laughs> it's that- so weird. He has a curly mustache. Everything else is the same, and it's... Not a fake mustache. I I am so confused. Hi, nice to meet you for the very first time. Hello, uh, can you tell us about this evil beaker set? (laughs) What makes this beaker set evil? Hmm, these evil beakers. You could fit one whole bird in these beakers. Oh my beacons. God! Damn what it. the fuck so, is why happening? Is, why is it what burn? is? You need a 500 milliliter container usually to fit a whole bird, but this little Bunsen, you just uh, slide them right in there. One, you don't know what a Bunsen burner is. Two, <laughs> I think your I think your volumes are way off. And three. I... <laughs> I'm glad that you're on metric system, I'll be honest, so you're not all bad. Even evil people understand that you need the metric system. You know what I will argue, evil. though? Fahrenheit is way better than Celsius, I'll argue that to my death. Yeah, it's a little bit more easier to understand. It really is, right? Zero's cold, 100 is hot. And but one degree alone is enough, like that's not a bit. you could, yeah. it could be more accurate. Yeah, yeah. at Celsius. It's way too. One hundred is like burning the sun, you know. Yeah. So anyways, I agree with all this. Agree here. Well, we have many other evil <laughs> laboratory equipment pieces. If you'd like to check them out, anything catch your eye, Bacon? I mean, I know your birthday, so I, I, we are here to find you a birthday present. Oh, really? Yeah, I want to surprise. Get me something? I'm gonna get you something. Not the boat or the scooter, though. The scooter's too uh, evil, and I don't want to build them out. I don't want that scooter anymore. Yeah, no. Uh, what about that microscope?
1: Yes! Mmm.
3: What's evil about this? This evil microscope. What makes it evil? You put a bird on it. God damn it.
2: Sorry to interrupt. We'll be right back after these obnoxious messages.
0: Become a Walmart Plus member and be the first in line to shop the hottest online Black Friday deals. Four hours before everyone else. So yeah, Walmart Plus helps you get the gift. The first one your kid wrote on their list like five months ago. The gift that if you could just get your hands on it will make this holiday the best holiday ever. Yeah, that gift. Become a Walmart Plus member at walmartplus.com and be the first to shop online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else with early access. Not available to trial members while supplies last. With unlimited free delivery, a Walmart Plus membership helps with whatever life throws your way. And the holidays throw a lot. Like when you make a gift list, check it twice, but still forget someone. Or when you plan a dinner for four, but 14 show up. Or when you turn away for two seconds and your dog eats the turkey. Bad boy, Dino! Walmart Plus saves the holidays with unlimited free delivery on fresh groceries and more at everyday low prices. Start your free trial membership at WalmartPlus.com. $35 order minimum. Restrictions apply. See membership details
2: we now return to our journey at 91 donkey lane
3: open that what? brochure how much of this is bird related oh, how much of this fucking co- it says nothing about birds how? anywhere on this how nothing okay it, there's, is this evil bird lab there opinion? there is a map on this the map Shows how to get to a cyclops in the center, a mechanical cyclops. So there's no exits. Apparently, what the fuck? This is well, that's evil con man. You got to battle your way out. My God, it's awesome. The <sighs> the cyclops is a good guy in the end, and he's running through his whole thing from like God, he yeah. started, and his whole family's there to cheer him on, and you defeat him in front of his wow. family. Wow! So so they built a mechanical family for the mechanical cyclops. Psych- I don't yeah. understand evilness at all. Well, because we can't. I mean. You know, it's a con. You can't actually kill an actual cyclops in a, in front of his actual family.
1: Ah, you know, we, at we would the do that con.
3: At magic con. Well, that's because you guys are sick freaks. <laughs> oh, 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 we're sick. Freaks. You can see through the whole bed. Okay, I, why, why would I like why? a microscope? How is that evil? How is
5: that evil? That's just at
3: all? X-ray. All right, we're done talking. <laughs> I don't want it. No, are
5: you shut. Sure? Yeah, sure. No, other no, Any other evil? Thing. No, I'm. Sh-
3: I'm assuming this is all bird related. Mm. Pick a thing. Oh, my God. I'm, we're doing one more thing at your booth. All Just right. one more fucking yes, thing. Yes, I promise you. You will be amazed. Okay, what is this? This looks like a ray gun. What does this ray gun do? For you guys at home, it looks like a cartoon ray gun. Like, like Futurama. A, like a Futurama ray gun, as it yeah. looks like. Oh, well, yes. Yeah, the Ray Gun 5000. That's a bad name. But Evil gun. Okay, I like this. You shoot anything with uh-huh, this, uh-huh. nothing will happen. It's scary. What? But if you shoot a bird, oh god, oh, damn my it. god, god damn it, it explodes. It's... God uh, god. no. Uh, so it's a gun that only explodes birds. That's yes. Like that's a worse gun. Oh, the pigeons, god. So you made guns worse. <laughs> I guess that is. I don't know if that's evil or not. I don't know. I it feel is. like you're still doing a service. It's evil. I feel uh, like you that's just seem to have a problem with birds. Uh, All right, yeah. nice talking to yeah. you. All right, see you evil later. Yeah, yeah, I know. These corn dogs are ice fucking cold. Still, why are you eating Because I'm hungry and I'm a nervous eater. <laughs> you? You're a nervous farter mostly. I, well, yeah, I have a lot of GI issues. The Dr. Pepper's <laughs> boiling hot. I don't like that at all. Oh, don't get any... stuff. <sighs> ah, so gross. Don't eat or drink anything I'm here, I'm hungry. That's why I brought a fanny pack with food. No, that's been by your penis. You want a power bar? No, it's been by your penis. Uh, so what? <laughs> it's two layers of fabric. Three layers of fabric and wearing underwear. <laughs> You're wearing underwear these days, huh? Yeah, well I have to, otherwise, you know uh, If I sit wrong, you can see everything Because I'm wearing point. a Gargamel gown It's like wearing a dress, and I understand the plight of women now <laughs> I get it Oh my god <laughs> What? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just gonna let that hang in hang in air for a little while. <laughs> let's go you know what? Let's just go let's go to one of these other booths here. You picked the booth this time. Uh, I picked the One of these one. look interesting. No. There's evil like, swimming pools that's just to drown birds. Uh, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> evil KFC. I see I think that's just that, a regular just KFC. KFC yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. I mean how else do we all have to put off in this in the side of our minds every time you eat at a KFC <laughs> like the death and destruction. Let's see, there's evil bird cages. I think those are just normal bird cages. I don't. I mean, none of this stuff is really interesting to me. I mean, oh, this is perfect. Oh my god. Wait. Every time you and I try to go on vacation, uh-huh. something bad happens. Honestly, yeah. Evil Vacations. Evil Vacations. Oh, my okay. God. this Hi. should be good. How's it going? Hello. Hello. Oh, oh, God. oh my God. Okay, this one's evil. wearing a top hat and a monocle. Of- we meet a lot of monocle top hat people. That the is evil vacations he look exactly like the last two guys. This is so creepy. We are all different here. I don't... Just, like, superficially. Yeah. (laughs) It's like you're the laziest characters in GTA. Right? We're getting into real Rick and Morty territory here. This is ridiculous. (laughs) You boys seem all wild up like you... need to go on a vacation. I admit a vacation would be nice. Well, last couple times we've gone on vacation. Uh-huh. The closest thing that we've gotten to a vacation is when we were on a Casper mattress that got sent out to sea. That was nice. That was nice. It was that ruined is not by, a vacation. No, it was ruined by a seagull. Oh, like most vacations are, stupid birds. I'm so sorry I brought that up. If we were looking just two dudes looking to go on a, a vacation to get away from, I don't know, uh, let's say that we live in a magical house that constantly torments us and drives us mad. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> don't tell that to the house. If it finds out, we're going to get in trouble. Please don't tell the house. Uh, Please don't tell the house. I can't do any more like midnight uh, walls collapsing in on me. Anymore. The house gets really mad at us. Oh, anyway, man. is there something that we could do to like, not house related? Oh yes, we have We have many special vacations Ooh. that we could send two bachelors on together. I I don't like the way you say bachelors, but I am interested. How would you like to stay inside a volcano?
1: Oh. I
3: mean we were henchmen in a volcano once. That yeah. was nice. I mean, yes, but it's different. Uh-huh. Have you ever been to Hawaii? Yes. Have you ever been inside a volcano in Hawaii? Um well it was a dorm. I mean, I guess it's not dormant, but yes, I've been in the crater part of one. Have you ever stayed the night? Made love? inside a volcano in Hawaii. I, I did not stay the night in that volcano. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, and it's I'm, we're not going to be making love. No. So, no. Uh, How about no volcano in Hawaii? <laughs> oh, fine, fine. That was just the first one off the top of my head. That's I have okay. another one. All right, let's hear it. Have you two gentlemen been to the Galapagos Islands? No. You say your O's weird. I have never been to the Galapagos Islands. Galapagos oh Islands I could send you two boys there with these two here bats, and you can smash all the birds you want. Why uh, is Also you could smash the birds in the Hawaii cave, oh too? Oh my god, Evil. okay. I'm gonna ask you oh I'm man. gonna ask you straight up, how many of these vacations are bird related? Everyone has Why? a bird in it. Why? God damn it. Even the tacos are cold. Jesus. Stop eating food. I'm hungry. How about you two boys? Bachelors. Uh huh. I send you to Antarctica. Antarctica. I don't... So you could be—you could say you went to all seven continents. I, I've never been to Africa, though. Well, I will send you to Antarctica. Okay. With these bats, and you could beat up some penguins. God damn it! That's not God a vacation. Penguins are nice birds. Anyway, That's... they don't fly; they just slide. Yeah. That's not a vacation. That's just doing your evil bidding. We all hate birds. It's part of being evil. Small, little, happy things. Can I? Can I ask you a question? Yes. Are you all henchmen? Like, do you have an evil person running this evil con? Of course, Nate. Why wouldn't they be henchmen? So that means evil con has an agenda. So everything is going to be fucking bird related. If we meet the boss, he's going to be some weirdo bird fucking douche. How about this? (sighs) I could set you up with a timeshare. Oh, oh no no no. I'm Nate, listening. Nate Nate, Nate I am listening. Nate. We already have enough timeshares. I'm listening. Ah, see ya. I uh-huh. see ya. you look like a timeshare yeah. kind of guy. Well I'm a savvy investor. Yeah, I could see a wizard. Thank you. From a mile away. Thank you. Thank you for That's that. That's what us Finally. minions know. Finally some uh, some recognition. Oh, my pants fell down. Hang on a second. I'm <laughs> pull these right back up. There Here we go. Such a wizard. <laughs> Nate, of course all these guys are going to be minions, by the way. Like, nobody like me is going to work here. I don't. Oh, man. Doesn't that bother you, though? Because it's not really a con, then. You're just no. shopping at some dude's evil lair. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking around. I don't know. Uh, I think they're all going to be bird-related. Let's hear about this timeshare. How do you feel about windmills? Um, I like them, unless uh, they're about Don Quixote. Then I don't. Good. There's no donkeys. Good. Or Don Quixote. <laughs> I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. I have several houses located right underneath windmills, so you oh. could see the dead birds falling from the sky. My God damn it! Oh my God! God. God that is damn it. This, that sounds awful. These vacations and timeshares are awful. All right, you stop know it. I'm only going to sign up for one timeshare. See, okay. I knew it. A wizard I just has like, to say yes to a timeshare. I just share. like timeshares. This I is just like stupid. Shares. I fucking hate. Yeah. It. This. I'll sign up here. I mean, what's your phone number, Bacon? No, Nate. Don't put. Have you been? Don't what? Don't use my phone number. No, it's too late. No, I don't. used your Gmail. Don't use the All Donkey right. Lane one. Send that email to me when you get it, but put don't put in spam. Timeshare. Oh in my the, god. In, uh, subject. All right, I could set you up. How about this? Uh huh. Oh, my pants fell down. Hang on a second. I'm going to pull these back up. I know All exactly right. how to sell to a wizard. <laughs> That's how my ob- tell. My pants fall down. <laughs> I know, and he's excited. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty easy on Nate. Yeah. He it did is. that before he was a wizard. Uh, yeah, that's just me. Yeah. That is. I, I'm very bad at poker. How about you get a timeshare uh-huh. every Thursday in oh. November? Okay. In so- Maine oh that includes the- thanksgiving we can all we could finally spend thanksgiving in maine why would i want to do that you know it's away from plymouth rock there's a hidden castle on the shore that could be yours to stay in question is it a science castle or is it a prophecy castle it's a prophecy castle. yes my favorite castle open floor plan throne room. Wow. Everything open just for you. There's a rickety pot that sticks off the edge. Oh. It'll be raiding constantly. Oh my god. Are the waters raging underneath it? Right underneath oh it. Oh my There's god. There's a cave system. That sounds amazing. They, it's everything that you want. Wow. And uh-huh. you could push all these birds off a cliff. Okay. Gosh dang. You can't push birds off a cliff. They have Right wings. when they've hatched. Oh my god. That's right when they're hatching. God damn. Have you ever seen those nature documentaries yes. with the little birds and they and they, and they v- jump off when down they're ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You God. push them before they're ready. Oh, This is, I mean, I that- don't like Smurfs but this is, I don't kill the baby. This sounds awful, yeah. This just sounds mean. Put a pin, I do like having a timeshare every Thursday though. Can I put you down for? Put me down for three. Three? Yeah. Three days? Uh, three timeshares. Oh, alright. <laughs> Easy, sucker. I knew it. All I didn't right. want that Nate. No, it, this one's for me. We we haven't we haven't bought your present yet. I, I but I have four timeshares now. You so. know what? All everything that we've gone to is bird related. Uh-huh. You just bought a timeshare. Yes. I want to go home. No. You know we need to at least see the main guy or the Minotaur or something. I don't want to. It's exhausting. Do you want to try Do you want to try these milkshakes? They're hard and crunchy. No. Uh That's like a McFlurry. Yeah. Why can't no. It, they're not good. Uh, stop eating. I can't help it. I want to try the local fare. All right. You know what? We're uh-huh. going home. That's this week's episode. Nothing was accomplished I, once again. We didn't even get you a present. You know, I, I'm going to sign up for an extra timeshare no, for you. No, don't. Give us five timeshares, <sighs> yes, please. All is. right. So four it? of those are mine. One is yours. Okay. Uh, I, this just was not as cool as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Being around this kind of stuff is exhausting, and that's what I, I got into it to get away from the exhaustive nature of living with a wizard. Here, have some hamburger. It's raw and hot. It'll, it'll help you think. No, stop giving me food. <laughs> I'm just trying to I'm not eating anything. I, am just, yeah, I don't know. You sound a little hangry. I'm not hangry. I'm angry all, just at all of this. You want some yellow Starbursts? That's all they have at this one. You know what? I don't mind yellow Starbursts. Really? Yeah, I'll have yeah, a couple ah, of yellow see, Starbursts. You are evil. Nice. See, and the banana runts, you want those? Sure, banana runts are fine. But all yellow right. Starbursts are d- sour, delicious. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. You know the thing about the Starburst is I don't like the amount of work it goes into and all the uh-huh. garbage that you make to get one Starburst. It does annoy me. It's like Hershey's Kisses. Yeah, but then they sold the Starburst that didn't have that uh-huh. and they had like a little coating on them. Uh-huh. Ruin the whole Starburst. Really ruins the whole texture. Interesting. They're like more chalky. Huh. Don't get those. Interesting. That's my advice to you guys. Huh. And don't go to don't don't go to evil kind of maybe don't become evil. No, I don't know. Not, I don't know if becoming evil is a bad thing. I think you just need to shake things up a little bit. You know, find your niche, your evil niche. I think you can. Yeah. Do it. Maybe this has taught me something. Yeah. That I don't need to be around all the evil people. No, you need to blaze your own path. Then I need to do my own stuff. Yeah. You know, bird related. Exactly. And you know what? You came out of here a little smarter, a little wiser, and you have a timeshare. So. I didn't want that fucking timeshare. That's here. a good day for you. That's this week's episode. That was a good episode. Uh, Yeah. I thought it was fun. In random news, I've started to keep a diary Uh Uh uh, just because I have forgotten all the crazy stuff that happens in this house, and a lot of stuff happens, and then we don't even talk about it on the podcast, Um, because we're usually being sold uh bird-killing things. Um, I did enchant the diary, so... Yeah, I was aware of that when I got notified on Reddit. Yes. Yes. So Nate's enchanted my diary yes, uh, without me knowing, so I've been keeping things, and it gets sent there later. I thought it was going to be like a Harry Potter situation. Like, uh, like, like, like uh, Tom Riddle? Tom, Riddle. Riddle. Tom, was, Tom Marvelo Riddle. Yeah, Voldemort.
6: <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> what a stupid... It's that was so stupid. so
3: stupid. What a dumb anagram. I love how retconned that entire series is. Yeah. I love it so much. Well, that's what happens when you make it up as you go along. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh, so our... <laughs> So I have a diary and Uh my diary posts end up going to Reddit and then posting on Reddit on our subreddit, Uh which is just R 91 donkey lane. Yeah. So check that out. You could read them, Uh upload it, you know, leave a little comment. Um, I don't know. Just so you know, the diary does post from our fourth sub basement because I messed up the enchantment and it screams each post as it's writing it as loud as it can. Yeah. So, So which is good for me. I write it. I put it in the basement, uh-huh. and then it screams. And then it screams, you know. Yeah. And that actually does keep a lot of the like the giant rats at bay. It does. That's pretty basement, great. So. That's. I mean, that's originally why I kept doing it. Yeah. Once because I got drunk, and then uh-huh. the second time after because I found out that it was getting rid of the rats. Yeah. So, yeah, check out that subreddit, yeah. reddit.com slash r slash 91 Donkey Lane. It's a fun one. I did get you a birthday present, by the way. What is it? It's a, it's a Gary Indiana refrigerator magnet.
5: Oh, cool. There you
3: go. It Thank doesn't, you. It doesn't hold paper, though. It doesn't hold anything. I w- it's, a, it's an evil magnet. That's what I so. expect. Is it radioactive? Uh, very low. Low levels of radioactivity, <laughs> enough to like uh, make your fingernails fall off, but nothing more. Sounds great. Nice. Love to have that nice. around. Excellent. Oh, it weighs seven pounds. Nice. I'm going to have to check my bag. <laughs> we did fly here on the most <laughs> evil airline, Spirit. Spirit. So, it was a whole my evil day. My still hurt.
7: This was a good evil day for me. It was
3: you. a good evil day. Uh, make sure to check out my YouTube channel. I've been uh-huh. posting a bunch of videos on there. I covered uh, City of Angels, uh-huh. Twilight Baby. Yep. Uh, by the time that this comes out, I think malignant, malignant, yeah, that's will be, be on fun. there. Yeah, that yeah. one's going to be my least jokey and more just straightforward one. Yeah, uh, but definitely check those out. You can go to robert-bacon.com or just search robert bacon on I would YouTube. Do, yeah, I would do that. Um, if you're looking for what I'm doing, I'll be screaming on a street corner in Somerville yeah. all weekend. So. And on Twitter. So basically two horrible things. Yeah, yeah. So uh, come find me, you know, and uh, <laughs> throw vegetables. Uh, all right. Uh, we will see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Love you.
2: Thank you for visiting 91 Donkey Lane. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a positive rating and review. See you next week, you donkeys.
0: Mail's here. Not that it matters.
1: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.
3: 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get access. Well, not anymore, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, with plans starting at just $35 a month and no contract. Plus, get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary.
0: Become a Walmart Plus member and be the first in line to shop the hottest online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else. So yeah, Walmart Plus helps you get the gift. The first one your kid wrote on their list like five months ago. The gift that if you could just get your hands on it will make this holiday the best holiday ever. Yeah, that gift. Become a Walmart Plus member at WalmartPlus.com and be the first to shop online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else with early access. Not available to trial members while supplies last.
1: Please follow us on Facebook and subscribe via iTunes.
7: And, all right, um,
5: yeah, I got nothing for you.
7: As opposed to giving me everything. All all three and a half inches.
5: You wish it was that long.
8: That much.
7: Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Hard Reset, a Cold North production. I'm your host, Patrick the Law Morris. Joining me this week, we have the tenacious Tim Miller. Oh, hi. And the notorious Nathan Crumrine.
6: Sad boy. Sad Sad. boy
7: Crumrine.
6: Sad. Sad.
7: All right. Coming up this week on Hard Reset, um, we will be uh, discussing a movie tie-in game that none of us saw coming. Um, Yet another staggering achievement in dreams. And Nathan, prepare to be your sad boy self. And uh, to the surprise of absolutely nobody, Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 have both been delayed. Uh, And for the topic of the show this week, we will be discussing the best ways to solve the scalping crisis. But before we get to all that, I want to know what you guys have been playing this week. Tim, tell me what you've been playing.
5: Uh, I guess most notably, I started uh, playing Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, I'm only like three, four hours in, but I'm really hooked. I wish I had more time to play. Okay. um, It's a good problem.
7: I, I mean, it's a, it's a good problem to have, right?
5: Yeah, I started playing at like 1 a.m., Got to be about 5 a.m. I needed to go to bed and I had to force myself to put the controller down because I knew if I kept going, I wouldn't sleep that night. Wow. <laughs> at all.
7: So that good. Like you're that invested that quickly.
5: Uh, yeah, it was really good. I, oh. I enjoy the character dynamic. The combat's really fun, fluid, the banter between the characters. It's super solid. Um, and I also really like the way that it kind of feels like a uh, choose your own adventure. Oh, okay. Um, because it gives you like different dialogue choices for Star Lord in reaction to a lot of other character prompts. And depending on how you go about this, you can get different items, get different things. Like um, for example, I kept a llama instead of a bunch of space junk. And uh yeah. Nice. It's a lot a lot of fun so far.
7: So okay. Um so what I'm gleaning from this, and and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it's maybe more of a uh like uh choose your own adventure like you were saying r- like rather than a full blown RPG.
5: That's kind of what it's feeling like so far.
7: Okay, so so not so much like like a morality system like a Paragon Renegade like Mass Effect, but more just like a hey you're given some choices and they might take you down some different paths, but overall it's it's uh it's more of just like an Aspen with a few branches rather than like a giant redwood.
5: So far, it seems that way. Not having completed the game, I can't say for sure. Like it, like getting a certain item like that llama could put me way into left field later on in the game. And I wouldn't even know it at this point. So,
7: and then, um, so I've heard that the gameplay is kind of like bullet hell E do you like
5: I enjoy that style of gameplay. Okay. Um basically how combat works, you have your blasters, you can upgrade them with materials you find throughout the game over time. Um and you've also got the other guardians that are fighting alongside you, not all at the same time sometimes. Sometimes you have all of them depending. Um they each have special abilities that you can call upon um to interact with other enemies to let's say grapple them or insta kill them or take out a wide range of them or try to do damage to a wide range. Um, so you got to use them tactically in order to um, right take out each and every enemy. Um, but I think the biggest thing that helps me a lot and makes it feel like, all right, this actually feels like a fun shooter is it has lock on. Like oh, whenever okay. you're like attacking an enemy, I can just lock onto it. I can strafe around it. Right. I don't so, have to like constantly move my camera to, to aim.
7: Okay. So I I've heard it I've heard it described kind of two ways. I've heard um and, and I think that what you like your answer to this question might be the difference maker for me as, as far as whether or not I buy it. Um I've heard it called Uncharted in Space, which is like I'm into that. But then I've also heard it called just a straight up bullet hell more akin to like returnal. Which would you
5: say it leans closer to? Um, in the style of combat, I'd probably would say it leans a little closer to Returnal. But mm-hmm. I also haven't played an Uncharted game in like eight nine years, okay. so.
7: I mean I, I I appreciate that answer. It's saving me sixty dollars because I don't like bullet hills, <laughs> but. I mean, like <sighs> you might you might come on next week having finished the game and just be yep. raving about it and you might change
5: my mind. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, most of the combat that I've dealt with so far have been melee type enemies. So it hasn't felt super bullet hell e. But I can see once I get to enemies that actually, you know, shoot back that it will probably get to that point. OK, but yeah.
7: interesting. And yep. but like overall, you're really loving it so far.
5: Absolutely, nice. I do not regret the purchase one bit yet.
7: Yeah, and I mean, you were pretty excited for it, if I remember correctly, from previous yeah. podcasts. So,
5: yeah, it, it also helps being very invested in the series as a whole, anyways. So,
7: and one of like one of the biggest criticisms levied against uh, Avengers was that it kind of just looked like a knockoff MCU. Do you feel like that's like this one is also Square Enix? Do you feel like this one is um, kind of falling into that same trap or do you feel like it's different enough
5: nope um it's definitely feels different enough it feels like it's in its own little timeline where all these other events have already happened um and they like give you little hints about that kind of thing like over the first couple hours of the game like like i i don't want to spoil anything but let's just say like a few characters they mention oh yeah we already killed them so you already know that like all right they've been established for a little while they know their own thing and it doesn't seem to be super connected to avengers at all oh okay um so it, yeah it just feels like it's its own story with its own little contained um i guess expanded universe of its own so
7: nice all right that god there's so many things in this game that are like kind of pulling me oh yeah i do want to play it oh i don't want to play it so I'm gonna I'm gonna wait on your verdict and I might wait on a sale. But I mean it's Square Enix games go on sale pretty quick.
5: I mean it also helps that like there's lots of good rock and roll in it. <laughs> Whenever yeah. you're like fighting. It's just it's just great.
7: Yeah, I've heard the soundtrack Bro. is basically just universally It's awesome. Crazed. Yep. Nice. Very cool. I'm I'm glad to hear that you're liking it. I'm uh I'm I'm not going to buy it yet, but I am open to you changing my mind in
6: the future. So,
7: Nathan, what have you been playing this week?
6: Um, lots of Stardew. I swear Stardew to God, Daly. if you say Morrowind. No. Okay. No, but, but I have pulled up another classic. Oh, God. Um, Today, I probably clocked like three hours just playing Battlefront Classic on PC.
7: Oh, there's nothing wrong with that.
6: No, no, It's ten bucks on Steam. Something I just felt like, man, you know what? I missed that game, and just felt like playing it. Saw so it's ten bucks. I was like, all right, here's ten bucks that I was not going to regret for a nostalgia yeah. kick, and I, then I get to have it in my library for whenever. And uh, yeah, nice, fun. nice. Just like the, just like the simulations. <laughs>
7: so. Um, and and it's Battlefront one.
6: Oh yeah. Did you the have a preference point.
7: from back then?
6: Um, no i i I do and I don't like. I like the very first one because I think the maps were kind of better in my opinion. Like they're they're just were a lot more fun to me. There are a lot of different like ways to approach different things um and like bespin platforms was just such a fun map because you had the choke point in the middle yeah that made it just lots of fun um and i don't know like they just don't make maps like that anymore i do like uh battlefront 2 for like the the heroes the different kinds i didn't really i don't know i don't care for heroes that much but I did like it for like the different skills and the upgradable weapons and like how you have a career profile that um follows along with you and keeps your stats, but I also really liked uh Galactic Conquest in that game. The second one, Galactic Conquest, was very Yeah, really, really very on cool. point. Yeah. And I just wish that <sighs> Fucking dice did a better job on the newer ones.
7: Well, but. okay, I, you're you're segueing perfectly into what I was about to bring up. Um, and and I'm gonna pose this question to both of you because you guys are both big Star Wars fans. Are they ever gonna make Battlefront three? Like, is Battlefront three just a game that cannot possibly get made?
6: I don't know. Honestly, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I like I. I would rather I would rather them remaster the classic ones and just keep the like mechanics just just remaster it. Yeah, just, just put the
7: new graphics on the on the old ones. Or
6: or even better, this would be cool as hell. Like r- remaster it and like make it for VR. So it's just like VR Battlefront. Um
7: I think you're dreaming. Just a
6: really I know I am, but I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? This game is just so much fun. Like, it'd be cool to like be in there. It's a and and like you can mod Battlefront, but it's as far as I know, it's kind of tough. So, it would be. I don't know if anyone would ever do it, but that would be super cool. Um, as as terms of Battlefront three, it's like man, I just don't care. I. I like the second, the newer Battlefront Two, was like kind of whatever. It got good. It got better
7: over time. if I, they
6: got good, but it got better.
7: I don't know. It still
6: has yet to deliver on the things that I loved about Battlefront One and Two, classes.
7: Like back in the day, yeah. Tim, do you think Battlefront Three is ever like? Do you think it's just a cursed game?
5: It doesn't exist it's like half-life 3 you'll never see it
7: what's so crazy is like it does exist there is a Battlefront 3 out there that Mm -hmm. just was never released and like we've seen footage of the game
6: there's actually while i was looking for mods today um because i was trying to like raise the bot cap and the reinforcement unit count like or whatever excuse me and um i found out that there are fans that have taken battlefront 3's assets um and that have been like released or whatever and put that in battlefront 2 mods wow they've just tried to like r- make a battlefront 3 using that with battlefront 2 which is pretty cool i kind of want to give it a shot
7: yeah no that would be really cool and you should definitely let us know um you know what if you do that and i keep telling tim this too uh if you do that stream it please because i would I would be super down to watch that. That would be really interesting stuff. All right. Um okay, well, I personally uh just have been playing Far Cry 5. I I love Far Cry 5. I've talked about it the past couple of weeks on the show. So I'm not going to I'm not going to ramble on and on about it. I just think that like I had this moment of like I went back to Far Cry 6 for the first time since before it came out and I was like, "Oh, this like this isn't this isn't as bad as I was remembering. This is like pretty fun. I'm enjoying myself. And then I went to Far Cry 5 and immediately I was like, "Oh my god, I love this." Like and and I it just it just immediately like demonstrated Far Cry 5 demonstrated to me that Far Cry 6 just did not capture the essence, like the the feeling of Far Cry nearly as well as like any of the previous games did which was kind of a bummer. That's
6: a bummer I'm, to hear. I'm curious what specifically you feel like wasn't I like didn't translate and, and why you feel that way.
7: Yeah, and like I I'm honestly curious about that too because it's like I couldn't really put my like if I if I went and played, you know, and and like bopped back and forth between 5 and 6 for like a few hours, I'm sure I could identify it but like there's just something about it that it's like this doesn't feel right um and and that was so i mean tim you said it you said it best yourself like that's a bummer so um i don't know i maybe that's worth like maybe that's worth exploring of like figuring out exactly why it doesn't feel quite like far cry but um we are not gonna linger too long on Far Cry Five because we talk about Far Cry Five seemingly every week. So <laughs> we're <laughs> just gonna move straight on to the News It Now.
1: The news show. It's the news show. We news show so
7: news. All right, so uh, news it now. The horror-thriller movie duology. At this point, it's a duology. I think that they're making a third one, so it'll be a trilogy. Um, a Quiet Place is getting a video game adaptation, or a video game. I'm not sure if it's going to be an adaptation or if it's going to be just like a tie-in game. That's yet to be seen. Uh, the game is being co-developed by Illogica, uh, Epitome Games, and Saber Interactive. Now, of those three, I know one name. And that's concerning to me. Do you guys know who Illogica or Epitome Games are? Nope. nope.
5: Exactly. Yeah, Saber was it. the only one that I recognized. Yeah. So. But Saber I
7: don't know what great Saber's great. done, though. Saber did uh, did Halo Master Chief Collection. Saber did oh. Witcher 3 on Switch. So hmm. Sa- Saber is like good at what they do. Which gives me some comfort, but then the fact that I, I have never heard of these other developers, that's a little bit concerning. Um, and uh, the website for the game reads, quote, experience an untold story of survival in the Quiet Place universe. Uh, so, like, what do you guys think this is going to be? Because it, it sounds to me like it's not going to be an adaptation of, of the movies, either of the movies. It sounds to me like it's just going to be like, oh, this is an interesting universe. Let's tell another story in it.
5: Mm-hmm. For someone who hasn't seen the movies, what is A Quiet Place even about?
7: Oh, boy. Oh, um, it's about their aliens, right, Nathan? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's about these aliens that like crash land on Earth, and they, they can't see anything. They don't have eyes, but they can hear everything. And so basically the only way to survive is to just be like dead silent all the time. And, uh, and so like it's about this family. Both movies are about this family that is like adapted to living in this post-apocalyptic world in which they can't make any noise. Otherwise they will die. Nathan, do you feel like it? What's that?
6: I was gonna say it's it's really really good movie, but Bo- I mean ber- both the first and the second one. But the first, one, one, mostly the first one, one is really really great. Yeah, not a huge
5: um, uh, horror slash thriller fan, so uh, oh man, haven't haven't exactly uh, dipped into these ones yet. I would say it's worth it, um, just yeah. because
7: they're like they are, e- even not even like you know lowering the standards for like. Oh, it's good for a horror movie. It, they're just really good, like they're just really good movies. Um, the 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 first one's much better, I think. The second one's like it's good. I I would say very similar to the Conjuring and the Conjuring Two. Just like Conjuring was like all time best horror, but then and like a Quiet Place, I think is up there. But then Conjuring Two was like this is really good, and Quiet Place Two, I was like, yeah, this is good.
6: I think like, I don't know, if I were to give any criticism of the second one, it's like essentially the same plot as the first one, just with different characters. Yeah. But anyway. um, Yeah, it's, it's really good. I think it's interesting to think about like a game in the universe because it's like, I mean, it's essentially what they have done with Walking Dead, right? Just like, all right. Here's the show. Here's the, you know, the universe, and here's a bunch of different games within the within the universe, right? Um, so to see that in like a quiet place could be really interesting. I think it could be pretty awesome, but I don't know. I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting to see how how it how it turns out.
7: Yeah, and so the I think the thing that I'm most afraid of for this is that they go down a similar route to say like Friday the 13th. Um where it's it's like an asymmetrical multiplayer or like multiplayer at all. I just I just don't want this to be multiplayer.
5: See, yeah. like honestly just hearing what little about the movies I know, like yeah. right away it just feels like okay. Go with a stealth game that has survival elements of crafting to allow you to get around places, having to do a bunch of puzzles and stuff to do things without, you know, being loud and getting caught by these aliens that can hear everything. Yeah. And um, could easily be single player or maybe a co-op based system for that. That would be um, Then you're golden.
6: That'd, that'd be
5: great.
7: Yeah, no, that that would be awesome. And like uh, really restraint, um, restrained resources would be uh, like would be a really cool or like limited resources would be a really cool mechanic for the for that game. And Tim, I hadn't thought about co-op. so I guess I shouldn't say, oh I don't want this game to be multiplayer because I now thinking about it like and Nathan you uh, since you like both the movie and this game, think about like it takes two, but a quiet place edition. like fuck, I'm on board for that. That sounds awesome
6: that would be sick yeah i mean they they do actually have um a oh man let me see if i can find it real quick they do have a game on steam that's very similar to the asymmetric idea that you were talking about mm-hmm. um where the monster can't really see anything very well but it can hear things very well and you have to yeah, it's I think it's called In Silence. Oh, okay. Um yeah, multiplayer horror game. One player plays the monster which has like really good hearing abilities but can't see like anything. And then people gotta escape. That'd be cool. So yeah, I, feel like I mean the same gameplay of that. Yeah, and I mean like it, it looks it looks cool. I haven't played it at all. We were talking about playing it not too long ago. Oh, it's on sale for eight ninety nine right now. Um but yeah, uh I think that's a neat idea for a game, but I don't want it to be a quiet place. Cause like, it's such a cool world that it's like, if they don't take advantage of that, I'm going to be pretty disappointed.
7: Yeah. And so I, I mean, that kind of leads me into another question that I had for you guys on this. Do you think that this will tie into, because obviously it's going to like take place in the universe, but do you think that like we'll encounter characters from the movies or, like, the referenced not.
5: I hope not, personally. I mean, I don't know characters from the movies to begin with, so I don't know who's alive, who's dead, or whatnot. <laughs> so, I'm going to say no. It's going to be its own little thing. Bunch of new characters, bunch of new stuff. Yeah.
6: I think that'd be the way to do it, is, like, just take the world, put new characters, new story in there. Don't, like... I don't know. I, I personally hate the vibe when, like, there's a big... Okay, for for example, like Lord of the Rings Online or something, where you make your own character and then you run into the heroes from the movies. Like, I hate yeah. that. Like, I just don't like that. It feels cheap. So It does. And, and it's like, cool, like this awesome character is now just an NPC with dialogue. Like So I don't know. I don't want it. Um, I really just hope that it's its own story. And if they know what they're doing, then they'll do that. But we don't really know.
7: Yeah, we don't know if they know what they're doing because the only studio that's involved we know is, like, they're really good at polishing other people's games, but we don't even know how they do making their own games. So this is, uh, I don't know, I would say not even cautiously optimistic, just not optimistic about this at all.
6: Yeah. I'm Um, looking up the Logica.
7: Yeah, I, I looked Logica, them both up I have
6: no idea what that
7: <laughs> I looked them both up and I couldn't find like any information on either of them so it's a, it's a shame but uh, moving on though from a quiet place to another uh, major well I think Warner property um, Hogwarts has been entirely recreated in media molecules dreams. Uh, the creation seems to be a nearly full-scale recreation of the movie, uh, of, of the sets from the movies. Um, it was, who was it that I meant to write the guy's name down? Because it was created by Jedi Master 369 in Dreams, and uh, I I sent you guys this this video. Did you guys get a chance to watch it?
6: I haven't had a chance to watch it now. This shit is like,
7: yeah, this shit is like insane. I mean, Tim, you, you should pull it up too because we can do just a quick reaction to it here because Nathan is going to be fucking pissed that Dreams is going to die on the PS4. Sorry, Nathan.
5: PS4. All right. All right, I'm ready. Whenever you guys are. I'm watching right now. All right, I'm starting.
6: That's pretty cool. Like They got the, the bridge over the lake and everything.
5: Yep. Leading up to the castle.
6: Interesting. You got the light rays, man. You're doing it all right.
7: This is like, this is like peak dreams.
6: Yeah, basically.
7: Whoever did this really knows what they're doing in this game.
6: Yeah, definitely. What I don't understand is like dreams. Oh, okay. I was gonna say dreams is like one of the hardest things about it in when you make anything graphical, oh man, they got the candles floating up. That's really cool,
5: yeah, the um dining hall looks is, amazing
6: yeah is is how do you balance like uh the thermo you know like you're you're basically like the resources yeah are really tough to to manage. So it's cool to see someone do something so detailed like you have to learn tactics to be able to manage your resources and everything and to not slow it down, you know, use specific tools over others um, or don't depend on one thing too much. Like, so it's interesting to look at it and be like, dang, like they've made something so detailed and so huge. Yeah, Um, Wow, this is really impressive And the moving The staircases move nice That's really cool
7: And like it starts to and, And I this is so nitpicky And like I could never make anything like this myself So I'm not trying to be critical But like it starts to show the cracks a little bit Based on kind of what you're talking about About resource management With teleportation Of like moving Just like going through a door And moving into You know, just teleporting to
6: a totally another space Right, you have to do that in order to. Yeah,
7: it's resource management.
5: Yep. yep. Even still, it's, you can it's have yeah. as many as it is. Wow,
6: that is very pretty. You can have as many, uh, like Runes. instances, if you will. Yeah. yeah in uh, in dreams, I don't know if anyone's hit a limit yet. Um. But. Yeah, each each instance is is limited by your resources. I know on PlayStation 5 it's a lot better. Um but it's not optimized for PlayStation 5 yet because they don't have a version yet, but they mm-hmm. will. It's not going to die on PS4. I, but do you really oh, think that? Yes, I know that. How do you know that? Because like there's people uh I don't know. I've been talking to the community and stuff and like one of the other people that I um go on podcasts with and stuff, he said that they're working on it. So
7: I mean, I, think. I
6: hope
5: yeah.
7: I hope that you Oh
5: you're, my god, the map for this. Holy shit. I know, right? The what?
7: Like the overworld map of like how many rooms well,
6: Seen that. It's cut off. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Those are all the instances. Yep. Mm -hmm. Just tying them together would be such a pain. Well, yeah, there's
7: like secret passageways. So, like, certain doors lead to like totally different areas. So it can't be super sequential.
6: He's he's even got uh, a big giant boy's hut. Can't remember his name. Hagrid. Hagrid.
5: Hagrid's hut. Big giant boy. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
5: wow that's that's really impressive yeah that's very well done props to jedi master 369 for this is that's yeah. yep i mean it's, it's just very crazy. very impressive
6: easy
7: um so nathan feels pretty certain that dreams isn't dying on ps4 uh tim i i know that you and i obviously haven't played dreams nearly as much as nathan has
5: Do i mean you... i played quite a bit of it I've streamed quite a bit of it. Oh, yeah.
7: What do you think? Do you think that it's going to, do you think that it's just going to die on the PS4? Do you think it's going to move up to the PS5?
5: If we don't see it within the next year, it's dying on the PS4. That is how I feel about it.
7: I, I, I tend to agree. And I wish that, I wish that they would just bite the bullet, invest hard, and move it up to the PS5 right now. So that, because if they do, this, community can continue to thrive and grow and like strengthen over the next 5 to 7 years of the PS5, right? But as it is now, it's like they they got to get it on fast.
6: The like how I feel about it is like I don't think it's ever going to be Minecraft, but the it's it's very Minecraft like and I think it's only gonna get better and like this is like the alpha of Minecraft of what we're looking at. Cause the thing is now like it's getting to the point where people are just really, really good at stuff like this. Making and Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so like you're gonna see that like more and more people making other things in it and like making just all kinds of really great iconic stuff. That's that's what I think is missing currently is like the iconic aspect of it Um, and having something that they can really push. But I don't think, I don't think that media molecules in trouble. Uh, I don't think that dreams is in trouble from what I've heard. They've just been hiring more and more people. So it's getting funded. It's just what's going on. Like what's the plan that I don't know.
7: Um, I didn't know that they were hiring. That's news to me.
6: Oh yeah. Yeah, they've been hiring more and more people. Like and, and what's what's fucking cool is they're hiring people directly from the community too. Yeah. Like they're hiring people for they hired a guy to do like the community management for like sorting out playlists and stuff because that's what he liked doing in the game. And so he just made a bunch of collections about different things. <laughs> and then they're like, Hey, do you want to just manage the front page? So that's his job now. He gets paid for that. And then
7: that's so fucking cool.
6: Yeah. And and there's another dude too, that recently I saw um, in the community got hired to help out with like, uh, I think it was the, like the logic and the programming to like be a consultant on that. So like they're taking people that are using the tools and saying, Hey, how can we make this better and bringing them on and hiring them? Like, you know, so I I don't know I it's not going to die on PlayStation Four. Uh, that's that's yeah. where I'm at. Okay, I mean and it's only going to get better when when Sony releases the new uh, VR tools too. Or the new the new VR, I mean. Yeah. But, but Which okay. Who knows when that is. Uh,
7: yeah, I mean I let's just before we move on, since since Dreams is pretty dependent on on PSVR. Um, or like potentially the the potential of dreams um when do you guys think we're going to see psvr2 let's just throw out quick predictions uh, e3
5: 2022 yeah Whoa. i could
6: see it I, I could see news about it at e3 maybe like holiday season 2020
7: i'm okay Two or three I'm going to just say, I think it's a hot enough take to just say that Sony's going to be at E3 2022. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think we'll see PSVR 2 until 2023.
6: Yeah, I can see that.
7: Like I I don't think we're even going to see it until 2023. I bet we won't play it until late 2023.
6: Very I possible. mean, they've they've made announcements and like they they've shown like the designs and stuff
7: they've it's shown just... the controller yeah and and i think that the reason that they did that was just because it was one of those things of like we have to be sending this to to developers and so like let's just show it now because otherwise there's going to be pictures of it on twitter tomorrow you mm-hmm. know yeah and and like we can either control the narrative or we can you know be a drug along
5: by the narrative and thank god it's an actual controller this time and not the playstation move controllers for real
6: i was gonna say the same thing like the weakest thing the two weakest things about psvr is one tracking source and it's the camera Mm -hmm. that shit sucks (laughs) sorry (laughs) it does sony and then like the Um, the the moves are just atrocious. The move ones are all of them put together is like, it's not good. I mean, it's it's an it it works. You know, it's the experience, and you can get, like it it's still decent. But I think the Oculus now is Oculus Go or whatever is probably a much better, yeah, um, a much better buy instead of the PlayStation VR. Well, yeah, for a similar
5: price too. And yeah.
7: I mean, not to mention, Meta has uh, yeah. has made it very clear that they're that they're like super interested in VR as the future. Yeah. Versus Sony is like, yeah, I'm, we're gonna do another a follow up to that little pet project that we had going for the last few years. Like to Sony, it's a pet project, and to Meta, it's it's like this is this is the future
6: of our company. Right, and I'm so damn sad about it. Like, yeah, I wish anyone, anyone but Facebook. Like, I mean,
7: even well, fucking, and Google. I
6: wouldn't want wanted Google, but even even Google, I would be
7: better with than fucking Facebook.
6: Well, true, but I still wouldn't want. If it was Google, I'd be saying anyone but Google. But I don't know. <laughs> it's just though those are the two companies that are in the best position to be able to make a metaverse right yeah unfortunately but
7: yeah i mean uh, i uh i i won't take part in in the metaverse if uh if meta actually makes it happen so just that's that's not for me
6: it's sad it's It's admittance
7: even if they make it like legit full-on ready player one I still won't do it.
6: That's I might.
7: <laughs>
6: I I I would try it. I would try it. But the second that we have like neural lace added on top, like Facebook, get the fuck out of my brain. Like no. Mm. Like the second that that goes through, like no, thank you.
7: I don't even want them tracking my eyes. I don't want anything. I don't. I don't want them knowing my fucking name i hate facebook so much
5: i mean they can track my eyes if they want all i'm gonna be looking at is boobs and butts so
7: (laughs) well you're not gonna get
5: much data there tim you
7: have an oculus headset right i do which one uh it's the
5: rift s nice
7: and it's it's like pretty good right yeah
5: yeah for 300 bucks works great hooks up to my computer Makes me feel like I'm falling if I'm actually like falling in midair, yeah. which makes me sick. So you know what? I'm calling it good.
7: That's a really good litmus test for VR is like, I, I, do you feel like you're falling?
5: Yep. Okay. Even um, though I can firmly feel my feet planted on the ground, I feel like I'm falling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Interesting.
7: All right. Uh, okay. So Blizzard Entertainment. We're going to move on from, from Hogwarts and VR. Blizzard Entertainment. Uh, has announced that both Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 have been delayed into 2023. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't expecting either of these games in 2022. So,
5: I mean, Diablo 4, I was, really? but not Overwatch 2. Yeah.
7: Oh, I mean, I,
5: we've, we've known about Diablo 4 for a while now.
7: We found for out about them at time. the same at the same BlizzCon.
5: Did we? I don't yeah. remember Overwatch 2 being there, but that's probably because they haven't really said much about that specific game since. I know we've heard a lot more about Diablo since then. Well, so.
7: just looking at how long Diablo 3 was delayed, I wasn't expecting... Like, they showed us Diablo 4, and I was like, oh, that'll be cool for people who play Diablo in, like, 2025.
5: Hmm. Yeah, Honestly, I... Diablo 4 I did expect coming in 2022. Overwatch, no. But seeing all the shit that they've had to deal with this year, rightfully so, it's understandable that they would want to push back their stuff and delay everything.
7: Yeah, I mean, they, they deserve what they've got going on. Because it, like there there has been investigation like there and and I think that that's the proper way to handle it not not wanting to like dive too deep into this but I think the proper way to handle it is like you can't you can't be pulling the trigger and and you know before an investigation you can't do that on allegation alone but there has been an investigation and and like it was after investigation that at that point the state of California was like okay yeah we're going to sue them and so uh to me it's yeah. just Go ahead, Nathan.
6: All right, so uh, so let's just give a quick overview because I actually don't know what you're talking about. Um, what all has Blizzard been dealing with? I know that there is some, there was some sort of uh, issue with like McCree and stuff, but I don't know if it's that or something else. Okay, because <clears throat> you said that the state of California wants to sue them. So well, so the, the state of is California
7: is in the process of suing them for work for uh, like unsafe working conditions and whatnot um and the reason being is because there were like people who who um victims who went about everything in the correct way instead of like tweeting on on you know instead of going out and tweeting and being like oh yeah so and so assaulted me that's i mean that's we have we have law enforcement go to law enforcement and so Uh, So they, they did. And then there was a massive investigation for like months uh, secretly. And then they, um, a few months ago, I want to say like two or three months ago at this point, they, uh, the state of California was like, okay, we have a lot of evidence and we're going to sue Activision Blizzard for unsafe working conditions. And, and the unsafe working conditions were almost entirely sexual and so like there are practices at activision blizzard that are like they when new women are hired they force them to crawl through the like through the office and like crawl into everyone's cubicles of like crawl into the cubicles of all the men and whatnot and the fuck yeah and so like what. It really, really mm-hmm. disgusting, demeaning shit. Like, really fucking horrendous. Um, what the fuck? And, and, and I mean, there's, it, it's way more than that, but that's the one that like stuck out in my brain is like, this is just
6: super
7: dehumanizing. Um, well, that's
6: insane. What the fuck? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't mean to be laughing. It's just like, no, yeah. I, I that was so unexpected. It's like, like
7: unbelievable. It's like something you you like literally cannot believe.
6: Yeah. Like I can't e I I I picture it and it looks stupid. Like it's just like, why would someone want or even be able to enforce that or like like what?
5: Yeah. I mean, it's um, So ridiculous that people who write pornos wouldn't even go in this direction. Exactly.
7: Yeah. And and so and And so like, I don't fault you for laughing because it's like, it's such a, it's just so absurd that it's like
6: disbelief. What the
7: fuck? Exactly. How could this possibly be real? Um, it is. And, and then there's like a bunch of other stuff that has happened that I don't know the specific details on, but, um, but yeah, I mean, they like Activision Blizzard, they're (laughs) fucking nasty. And like, they deserve what they're going through right now. Um, that being said, I think Call of Duty this year is kind of being thrown to the lambs. Like they're just they're are thrown to the wolves. They're they're just like trying to kind of fly under the radar and and as a result, Call of Duty is gonna is gonna die, is gonna suffer. Um which I it sucks not because like, oh I love Call of Duty, and not because it's like, oh, you know, we should we should still be able to play game, play their games or whatever, but it sucks because that's like the people at Ravensoft. Like they, they did a lot of work on Vanguard and like, you know, suddenly you're just, your work isn't being seen by the audience that it was meant for because you're, because some jackasses at your parent company, like that sucks for those people. And I feel for those people. Um, Mm. And, and, but you know, they're, these victims need to be addressed and they need to be taken care of. And it's, it's a whole fucking thing. But I, I also, Tim, I I think that, you know, you were speculating that like, maybe these delays are coming as a result of that. I think that maybe these delays are coming as like, just to try and
6: distance themselves from this more. Probably. Yeah. I could see it. I could see it being both, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, like I, I, I mean, Blizzard classically has been kind of like Rockstar in which they don't release games very often, like, and they take a long time to make it and perfect it and stuff. So it's like, hopefully, like, if, if anything, they get rid of this shit, they figure it out, you know, and, uh, they pay their dues and then they can get back to working on it and it's not, you know, they can do what Blizzard has done and been loved for, honestly. Yeah, they're great games that they make, but that's, I that's it's all. Whew, I,
7: that's I just fucking rough. I want to correct one thing that you said, and and like I think that you'll agree with me. I, I don't want these people paying their dues, I want these people gone. Like Bobby Kotick, I want him gone, and and like these right, people yeah. that were doing this, I want them gone. There needs to be new leadership in this, like in both of these companies. And act well, I guess right. it's one company, but like there needs to be new leadership, and I I hope that like they can boot these people while managing mm-hmm. to salvage the people who are innocent and, and the victim's crime, like the victim's jobs. I, I hope they manage to salvage anyone who wasn't involved. I hope they manage to salvage their job and enough reputation to continue without those people involved. Um, hey
6: there, Dues. I I, I, yeah. I think that was a bad way to say it, and I agree. I think more what I meant was like, I hope that they do what needs to be done, but
7: yeah. And um, no, I, and, and and I figured, the
6: consequences,
7: I figured that know. that's what you meant. I, I just wanted to make it like crystal clear. There aren't dues to be paid here. And, and like just crystal clear for like anyone listening, not, not for you, but like we all agree, uh, yeah. all three of us, there aren't dues to be paid here. There, these people need to be gone easy as that. Yeah. Um, uh, but
5: what if I want to parade myself through the halls and introduce myself I mean, in Tim, all the cubicles?
7: If you want to go crawl through the hall, crawl through the like <laughs> cubicles, maybe that'll qualify. It hurts to
5: say that to work. It hurts to say that. Yeah,
7: it's a horrible, horrible thing that's happening. So, yeah. um, but no, I, I do think that this is this delay is probably just to distance themselves. Um, you know, kind of distance themselves, recover, let the news cycle let, let like another, you know, 52 news cycles go by, and then, uh, and then release these games and, and hopefully be less, hopefully this issue is less in the forefront of people's minds.
5: I mean, yes, and also possibly, you know, that actually doesn't make a lot of sense considering by the time the end of next year rolls around, they probably will have been sued. They probably, the court case probably will have been wrapped yeah. up at that point. Maybe. which Maybe they'll need even additional time to wait for that. Yeah. So,
7: yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting to see these games in 2022. Uh, at this point, I would be surprised to see these games in 2023. I think the absolute soonest we see these games, either of them is like 2024. And and yeah. Diablo. Twenty
6: twenty six.
7: I mean,
5: let's be fair. World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft is going to continue to paying their way for the next yeah. couple years, anyways. Yeah. so
6: know like they've been losing players. Like my brother has been playing. This is anecdotal, but my brother has been playing WoW for a long time, super addicted, and then only recently he's like, ah, I'm gonna go to new world and try that out and do some other stuff. And they've lost like 13% of their player base. Well, I don't know, man, they lost. We'll we'll see how it does, but they lost those players because
7: of what happened here. Right. right. And, um, no, but I mean like even losing like 13% of their player base that wow, will continue.
5: Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a new expansion coming out this next year. Yeah, if I'm if I'm correct,
7: Fair. yeah,
5: I think so. Um, so yeah, like they're gonna bring more people in, more people will come back. Like people are gonna forget about this, and it's just gonna go on anyways. So I could see World of Warcraft paying their way through this trying time for them. <laughs> Can't even believe I'm calling it that. Shouldn't yeah. be calling it that. No, that entire yeah, the whole no, situation's fucked.
7: I I agree with you, Tim. Um, all right, well uh, I. You know, guys, that's that's the news this week. It's time for the topic of the show. All right, uh, topic of the show. So, ever since I, you know, okay, first of all, let's nail down when did this scalping start? Because I think it was actually before the PS5 and the series consoles were released. I think it was actually with NVIDIA 3000 um, and, and like hmm. pre-orders. This, this all started around like 15 months ago, like September-ish of 2020. They, these, I have no idea. These consoles are still not on shelves. Yep. And so... I I just I wanted to open the floor. I, I wanted to just have you know, kind of a loosey goosey. Let's. There, I don't have any structure for this. What do you guys think can be done to fix this problem?
5: Um, trackers and a shotgun. Always, always <laughs> good, good first move. But no. It, on a more serious note, like it, it comes down to those shipping it. Um they need to have higher restrictions on things because you can make multiple accounts buy multiple devices and ship them to one place, put in place like a restriction on addresses. Like you can only have one or two of these shipped to a specific address. That makes it a thousand times harder because unless you're going to get your neighbors involved or you're going to go take out a PO box and multiple different towns around, you're not going to be able to do this as effectively.
7: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm just wondering, like, there's not really any motivation for Sony to want to do that
5: though. Like, well, no, they're they're making money either way. Yeah. They don't. Give a fuck.
7: And, and so then, I mean, if we go and I, I want to throw in, maybe, maybe it's too soon to throw this variable in, but I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. So, if you're looking at a standard supply and demand curve, right, you you have supply and you have demand and like where they intersect is called an equilibrium. Um, and then and to set an, an accurate, a fair retail price, basically any MS like any uh, manufacturer or any company looks at, OK, what is the equilibrium? And then let's go a little bit up from there and that's where that's where we're going to set our price. Uh but then the market because they're going to lose some sales like they won't sell as many as they would at the equilibrium price. Um but the market like a huge portion of the market is willing to tolerate a slightly higher price. So, my question for you guys is the market has proven with GPUs in particular, the market has proven that it's willing to sustain a like to tolerate a significantly higher price than than what was originally suggested. So, and I guess I shouldn't say GPUs in particular, like PS5s. Um as as we're moving into the holiday season, sales prices on PS5s, like after uh aftermarket prices on PS5s and Xbox Series X's are going way way up again because demand is going
5: up. Um Man, it's Christmas time, people want yeah, exactly. For the kids or as a present for whoever.
7: Exactly. And so we're seeing prices going back up, but we're seeing these things sell for like almost double the MSRP. And so what we've seen happen in GPUs, happen to GPUs is if they're selling for like double MSRP, the manufacturers are just raising the prices. The manufacturers are saying, okay, well, if scalpers can sell it for that price, we can sell it for that price. And so they're kind of I mean, they're 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 cutting out a lot of scalping. And so we're not seeing nearly as many GPUs being scalped as we were like six months ago or even three months ago. But it's like, you know, it what does it matter if a scalper is gouging you? Like what's the practical difference if a scalper is gouging you or if a if a manufacturer is gouging you? And so how do we solve that problem? Because manufacturers like, how do we solve the problem of manufacturers changing the price? Oh, you're actually uh, asking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm asking. Um, you guys. I mean, fuck. Like, because it's something that wasn't anticipated.
5: No, but like, let's say product X goes on the market for 500 MSRP. Mm-hmm. It's where it starts find a way to make it so resale of product X can't be sold for more than the 500 MSRP like across the board no matter where you are put in some kind of system to detect if it is and just shut it down immediately
7: but like how do you do that
5: like yeah that'd be a lot of resources a lot of resources a lot of programming a lot of would, a lot shit.
7: do you think that like okay so let's say a ps5 right so ps5s yeah. last i checked are selling for like between 750 and a thousand right now on yep. ebay so and, and like who's culpable who who's responsible so is sony responsible to make sure that okay you know we know that so and so bought this like we know that tim bought this ps5 at best buy like based on the serial number we know that and you know based on the credit card we know that tim miller bought this ps5 at best buy and then if it is then activated by someone else does then is it like does sony then brick the console
6: <laughs> that'd be kind of epic but also shitty because it's like what about like gifting on
5: christmas you know? <laughs>
7: well yeah you gift on christmas or like you you want you authentically want to sell your PS5
5: see mm-hmm. by doing that you're kind of just hurting the buyer you're not hurting right. the seller in this scenario
6: and so like
7: how
5: Where... do you...
6: i think i think honestly like in in general the the scalping could be solved by like you you purchase it through like your sony account which is hooked up to your phone number it has your address and then you limit you limit like just one per account, and like it's just you have to have all this other information filled out so that it's you know, and it's not just random shit. You know, you can't just like like it's got to have like human like authentication and stuff with the phone number and all this other stuff. I mean, even True like the thing too. Yeah, the the thing is, is like you can't even use like a Google number on a lot of Things like uh, Google mm-hmm. Phone or what, whatever it's called, you can't even use that phone number or those phone numbers to make extra accounts on things because it's already set up. Like for a lot of things, they know, like, okay, this isn't your phone number. This is like a Google number. You know, this isn't, you can't use this. A lot of sites. Uh, Cause and I know because I've tried it with different things. It's like I don't want to put my real phone number in here. Nathan's I'm just going to use my spam phone number. No, no, no. <laughs> but like for for other things, like stupid things that require a phone number, then I'm like, why does this require a phone number? You know. I think All that that would be, sites.
5: huh? Yep. All those porn sites. Yep. 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 Browsers. Okay, I got it. All right. Whatever. So,
6: <laughs> <laughs> it, like. That kind of stuff, it would probably be really helpful. The issue then is like, okay, well, what if your phone number changes or, you know, someone else, like, you get a new phone number and someone else had, like, their Sony account attached yeah. to the phone number that they just gave up, you know? But, I mean, if you can authenticate it and only one account has it at the time, at the same time, it's like, that's going to help most people in the situations. And you just buy it from, like... Like so from Sony. That Sony or... stops
7: seeding to retailers.
6: Either that or like you have to like authenticate it with like the purchase with your Sony account through retailers somehow. Um especially particularly online. If it's like in person, I feel like I don't know.
7: Oh how okay. you're you're giving me an idea here. So what if there was some sort of like uh, purchase verification system through, um, God, I'm trying to think, okay. What if there was like some sort of purchase verification system through like, you know, you go to Best Buy and at checkout, you have to go through like, you know, authenticating your, your Sony account. Like, Hey, this is, you know, this is my email. This is my phone number. This is, this is my account. And like log into your PSN and then and then it associates at best buy it associates that serial number with your psn and then suddenly it's like you can say um you know then suddenly if if it's like not activated or let let's say you can't log in to any other PSN account besides your own on that PS5 until like, you can't log into any other PSN account until you've logged in with your own. And then once that's happened, then it's like you, you know, there's like a period of time. So, so Ferrari's um, so Ferrari has a, has a program where when you buy a Ferrari, you sign a contract that states, I will not sell this car for, x amount of months and and when you buy a ps5 you do like an authentication thing and you sign like a terms of service thing that says i will not sell this ps5 for x amount of months and then you know that's that's what you do and 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 wild and like then your your playstation id is associated with that ps5 and, like, tied to it. Like, they are, they are tied at the hip for, you know, six months.
1: Yeah.
6: The wild thing, too. Like, how would you deal with someone buying, like, a PS5 for their kid who's never had a Sony system, oh, too? Oh, like,
7: that's you know, a tough thing. Like, I mean... Because then you know, it's
6: gatekeeping, and then they're just going to get an Xbox. Like, yeah, you know? Yeah, I don't know. That's That's the rough one, too. And I think, like... I mean, and then like if you have to just make an account previously beforehand, it means people can just keep making accounts, like because the time constraint isn't there anymore, right? Like, because mm. like, they can just spend all like one day just making a shit ton of Sony accounts, finding a way to do it,
7: yeah,
5: and
6: then start scalping whenever they purchase and sell said so,
5: account with it, yeah, hey, yeah, you know,
6: and just keep connecting it to to false accounts that they've had to the time fake to fake new make
7: accounts and be like, hey, it's you know, yep. Just make sure not to like, just make sure to leave this account on this PS5 for six months.
5: I don't know. I'm starting to like that killing everybody option. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> yes.
1: Um,
7: I, so I think, I, I'm kind of thinking that, and, and I knew that this was kind of where this conversation was going to take us, is like, it, it can't be solved. But scalpers are selling it for more, and manufacturers are selling it for more, for, like, GPUs. Who deserves, who is, like, morally most entitled to that extra money? Is it the manufacturer who said, oh, this, this should cost $500, and it's selling for $800? Does the manufacturer deserve that extra $300? Or does the retailer deserve that extra three hundred? Or does the scalper deserve that extra three
6: hundred? That's a good question. I I I think no one deserves that. Well,
5: I yeah, no (laughs) one as a consumer. Yeah, that's easy to say, but like
7: the the consumer deserves the extra three hundred is what it is. But
5: yeah. yeah, that's not what's happening, right? But like, I guess at the end of the day, like. You have to give it to the scalpers for actually you know going out there doing this and actually making money off of it
7: see i kind of uh so i i, I disagree i because i think rewarding the scalpers is incentivizing them to keep doing it
6: and they're gonna keep doing it regardless yeah but, it's just kind of i don't know i think in one way it's just kind of our new reality like yeah yeah just like getting covid tests and vaccines like
7: <laughs> well and and so you think that this is going to happen indefinitely this is just this is just how think, it is
6: now yeah i think it is probably just the way that it's going to be for for, for a while anyways stuff, yeah. but i i don't think
5: it'll be until they figure out a system but i i don't think it's a system that's needed i think we just need to Eliminate the shortage of chips and everything that we need to build said things so we can build them on a larger scale because they just haven't been able to do so because of all these shortages in the past year. Well, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. They just can't pump out enough for the actual market when you can get enough to actually get them in on shelves. Like, yeah, there's some are going to be scalped, but But it's
7: going to, I mean, scalpers are going to like, when a scalper if there's an
6: in, if there's an infinite supply it wouldn't be right yeah. it would, wouldn't be lucrative to scalp
7: well and and i mean it's going to get close enough that like it's going to get easy enough to get a ps5 that like even if scalpers are scooping up, up like getting the opportunity to scoop up a ps5 if it's easy enough to be like oh shit that scalper beat me to it i'll try and get one tomorrow and, like, I, I, realistically, I will get one, you know, within the next few days. Once it gets to that level, you know, there's still going to be people that are going to be willing to pay the scalper. But the number of people that are willing to pay the scalper is going to be so much lower that the scalper is going to make, like, what, 50 bucks on that console? Yeah. And at, the, at that point, then they're just going to stop. They're just – it's not worth it to the scalper. They'll to, move on to a
5: new product at that point.
7: Yeah. And, and I mean, I, it's ultimately, Tim, I, I do agree with you. Like really the answer is we just need to
5: get the supply chain
7: going again. Like
5: yep. get COVID. it working. Like we need to get it working at a better place than it was before COVID started because gaming has grown like specifically gaming. If we're talking about PlayStation, yeah. Xbox, all that has grown tremendously in the past, like three or four years, you can't put out the same. Like amount of launch consoles that you did when, right. say, the when game the came, PS2 came out, all that stuff right. came out. Like you okay, can't right. even when the yeah PS4, Xbox One, even when all well, that stuff came out, you can't. I remember,
7: I remember when the you PS4 and the Xbox more. One came out, and it was like, I remember thinking to myself like, oh, the days of like it being impossible to get one are over, because like, I I remember when the GameCube and the Xbox came out they came out i think they came out on the same day um and and i was you know it was like gaming was like popular but it was still kind of a niche hobby um and so they they didn't produce like a metric fuck ton of them like
5: like they do now. yeah but i could still go into stores and get one back like then, i went so like
7: I, well here's here's the thing back then on like day one you couldn't and, and I got like, I got just stupid lucky because the place that I, that I pre-ordered my GameCube at didn't get their shipment. And there was a, there was a Walmart or a, a Kmart across the parking lot. And we went to that Kmart and we were like, Hey, do you have any GameCubes left? And she was like, no, we sold all of our GameCubes and Xboxes. um, Like, you know, at, at like, you know, within five minutes of of opening. And then this guy, another guy that worked there, was like, No, I'm pretty sure that I saw one, like one fell behind a box back there, and I was just busy this morning. And so, and, and she like looks behind and she's like, Oh, yeah, we have one left. And they had one left and they sold it to me. And it was amazing. It was this, this incredible nice. moment. Um, but, but like that was. And and then when the 360 launched, right, Tim, when did you get your
5: 360? I didn't get my 360 right away. I think I had, it had been out for like a year when I got mine. I didn't get mine until Halo 3 launched.
7: I got mine, oh, wow. So you got yours like yeah. almost
5: two years in. Yeah, yeah. It was a while after.
7: I got mine a month in, and it was at the point where it was like my dad was going to Target and Walmart every single morning, being there when they opened, every morning for like... A month and we finally got one and then when the ps4 came out ps4 and xbox one i just like i pre-orders went live on the ps4 and i just like i was driving down i-25 and i just pulled out my phone and i pre-ordered it on amazon and it was that easy it just like i didn't have to rush i didn't have to like click 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 you know and i thought oh i guess it's, i guess those days are over and then like this guy that i was in college with decided oh yeah I I want a PS4, and he just went that day that they came out, and he he was like, yeah, you know, waited. He was like thirty minutes early before the store opened, and he got one. And so I thought, oh, those days are over. Like gaming is big enough that people want it, like that that they're making enough of them. Um, but Tim, I do agree with you that we're at we're at a point where it's it's gotten so big, and the supply for these for this hardware hasn't grown with the with the hobby itself.
5: Which I think probably at the end of the day is the core of the issue. Like without having it readily available for everyone it's just scalpers are going to take advantage of it. Yeah. And until that that one specific thing is fixed, it's gonna be hell until yeah. then.
7: Yeah. No, and and it's a shame to that like this conversation is ending with just like, yeah, we can't fix it.
6: Actually, I have an I'm,
7: idea. T- I'm telling you, shotgun, it'll work. <laughs> Tim, we're going to come back to your shotgun idea. Nathan, tell me what you got.
6: So, <clears throat> I think we should um create an association in which you can be registered to that you have to register all your consoles to like guns it can yeah and and it'll it'll, like guns treat them like guns and you get you know like you, you you have a number and um all your consoles get registered to this gaming profile that's that's unified and then you know maybe it'll expand to uh to uh to groceries and and cars and then you know maybe this this association needs to um also like uh you know register politicians and everything and th- and then eventually we'll just have a new
7: the new world, world government brother yeah <laughs> okay i was with you for and a it'll second it'll start with <laughs> i was with you for a second and here i i actually am going to flesh out your idea the esrb <laughs> should do this
6: Oh, that'd be interesting.
7: You should have an account with the ESRB. And when you check out at whatever retailer you're buying from, you register the console with your ESRB. And, and you only get one until there's like, until supply goes up, you only get one. And so man, if you're buying it for your kid, that sucks. You don't get one. If you're buying it for your and, like, you have to verify your ESRB account, like, with a with a photo ID. Like, government-issued ID. And, and, like, you're buying... Uh, you get one Xbox. You get one PlayStation. You get one GPU. You don't get to buy them for your, you know, your significant other wants one. Well, your significant other better be- set up their own fucking
6: ESRB account. Can you imagine, like, just... Like like I think it's funny hearing you say that in particular just because you're the one that has multiple Xboxes for Oof. different rooms in your house. Shh, shh, Nathan, don't tell the people that <laughs> they're
7: gonna be mad. <laughs>
6: but like, I mean you don't have multiple PlayStation 5s for every room in your house, so No, I don't they're not they can't be that mad. You're following the rules halfway.
5: But I anyway, I like I had
7: an opportunity to get a PS5 and it took multiple people
5: to talk me out of it. Uh, he has a problem ladies and gentlemen he does he's i was a just
7: like ah, i want another one from my living room and uh and it took jillian ethan and dom to all talk me out of it they all had to say don't be a dick <laughs> i'm glad you listened and that was andrew's ps5
5: uh there you go he's a well the constantly yeah, now I, is he really Oh yeah, I get notifications at least like three times a day that he's turned it on and has come online. Oh wow, that's so weird. I don't know why you guys have that set up. It's like,
6: it's like our friend Gabe. Every time I turn on my Xbox, I get an email, like a message from him. He messages me and says, like, Avner has entered the game on Xbox. Yes, <laughs> and it's he's he's been consistently doing it since August. Yeah,
1: it's like, been that, like
6: and and then I I was talking to Ethan the other day, our other friend, and and he was he said that he's been doing it to him too. Yeah, he, and I was he like, that it is, to me is some too. dedication. Not me yet. That's crazy. I how like we should just uh we should coordinate a day in which we all just turn on our Xboxes on and off all day (laughs) just to to get him to like be super busy. (laughs) It's a good thing
7: that he doesn't listen to this podcast, so he won't even see it coming. Yep. I, no, I, okay. I think the ESRB thing is actually the best idea. And, and like, how, how does the ESRB get funding? They, you know, publishers pay for it. And so the problem
6: though, the problem with that though is that they could just register the console after purchasing it from a scalper. You know no, I mean? no, no.
7: You register at the time of checkout. Oh. Uh. And so if you're checking out on Best it prompts you to register with the ESRB. And so how does how does the ESRB get funding to like to operate? Publishers have to pay a fee. They, you have to pay a fee to get your game rated. And so if like, so if you want to sell PS fives, you have to pay the ESRB. Like retailers would have to pay the ESRB.
6: Interesting. No one, no one, no one hates the ESRB either. They'd be a great third party. I
5: mean, they kind of do need a rework. Let's be the, real here. Yeah,
7: honestly, a, a lot of a lot of people hate the ESRB. Why? What 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 is the argument for that? Eh, I don't know. I don't mind the ESRB.
6: I mean, I haven't cared about ratings on games since I turned seventeen.
7: I haven't cared could. about them. Well, I I thought that yeah, because it was like wicked cool to be playing an an M game before you were you know allowed to.
6: Yeah, yeah. And like the only th- <sighs> it's yeah, I don't know here we are playing like rated E for everyone games and stuff all the time anyway. So it's like, I don't know. It's just silly. Wow. But
7: You guys, we did it. The ESRB is the solution. And you get one of each until every ESRB, like I, you, okay. You go to your account on the ESRB website and you indicate, yes, I am interested in buying this. Yes. I am interested in buying that you know i'm interested in buying a ps5 i'm interested in buying an xbox and then let's say let's say there are like you know 10 million people on the esrb that have said i'm interested in buying a ps5 then once then you each each person that says i'm interested in buying a ps5 gets one and then once they've sold 10 million of them once all of those people have gotten one then you can go get another.
6: I mean, it could just be a third party, too. Like, you know, we'll call it the anti-scalper society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. S.
7: Well, and and I, no, I agree with you. I think the ESRB is perfectly poised to be the ones to do this. The one problem I have with what you just
5: said. Someone <laughs> could register and say, yeah, I want this, and just never buy it. So no one could ever get more than one. Mm, that would happen.
7: But... Uh, let's, okay. Let's... I would be
5: that. Dick. I feel like, like I'm in Letterkenny Kenny right now
6: at the moment <laughs> where, where he's like, what did he say? I said like Florida seminal vesicles and nobody laughed. And I thought that was funny. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> Anti scalper <laughs> society. Ass.
7: Ass. Oh, okay. I, I didn't catch on to that.
6: Damn it! I said it out loud. Well,
7: so did you? Uh, just weren't paying attention. Did, no, I I just wasn't putting the acronym together. Did you see? Um, I said it. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear anyway. you say
5: "ass." Yeah, I must not have caught that part either. Did
7: Damn you see it. what uh, Linus Tech Tips did for um their anti-scalper thing? No. So they did they did a program where on they they like partnered with uh manufacturers and they would get an allotment of gpus and they would announce hey you know and and they would put them on their lttstore.com but they would keep the the page hidden so you couldn't access it you had to know the exact web address mm-hmm. and then they would announce the web address in a cryptic message in one of their videos so you had to be watching the videos right away and then you had to type in the the web address. And then you went through the gauntlet and like you went through like a little quiz and then it would take you to the product page where you could, um, where you could like buy it. So basically fighting bots that way, right? And they hmm, called it I the of like that idea. They called it the verified actual gamer program.
6: Verified actual gamer.
7: What were some of the questions like? Vag. Vag. <laughs> Vag. So, um, they were just like questions about video games, just like
6: you know, like. Sorry, I I don't mean to interrupt. No, like, yeah, yeah. But the idea, like like it, it's kind of an, an interesting idea of like, like almost Ready Player One, where it's like you have to beat a game in order to be able to buy one. Like you just have to beat like you have to prove a, your a game fairly game. simple, yeah, a very a fairly simple game, but like something instead that, of
7: some asshole to like that's just trying to yeah. you know pick up. Uh, rubber banding some... the yeah. their joysticks together, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
6: <laughs> That'd be kind of neat.
7: So,
1: I've earned program. this
7: program. Um, I, I went through the gauntlet a few times just to like see if I could do it, and it was fun. I got an opportunity to buy a 3080 and like a 6700 XT or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But you know I I wasn't And you, know, you didn't call me? Sorry. Like immediately? I mentioned God this. God damn. I mentioned this in the Discord one time and and Dom was like, "Well, hey, you know, if you get an opportunity to 3080 again, please let me know." And I was like, "Really? You have a 2080 Ti." And he's like, "Yeah, but, you know." It's like, "Okay." I have Dom. an
5: RX 580. I am in much more dire need. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah sorry.
6: I'm mad at don't, you right now. Don't you have Dom's computer now? Ethan uh, sold it to you?
7: Ethan didn't even sell it. He gave it to me. What the fuck? In the scalping days, Ethan was like, here, have this computer. Oh, by the way, there's a 1080 Ti in it.
6: Jeez. I'm so mad that I couldn't ever get that thing to, to work for video editing. Works fine for me. Oh. It's so not there's... for me. It would It would, like, brick itself which is so weird. Like, like I would lose my display when I was video editing with that. Oh, but games, I... game, I could game for days, but video <laughs> editing, it just like, oh, it's dude, like, no you're
7: working too hard. I, uh, I put some money into it. So I put like, I put a new power supply into it, which is the thing that it needed the most by far. Um, and then I, uh, and I did a terabyte SSD. Mm, nice. Nice.
6: Yeah.
7: So, all right. Well, guys, I think we actually did it. I was, I was, n- I like full disclosure, I was 100% not expecting us to be able to succeed in doing this. But I think the ESRB program solves the problem.
6: I, I kind of like ass personally.
5: But okay. Yeah, yeah I think I'm just going to grab my shotgun. This is much, much simpler.
7: Uh, Tim, you need to let go of that plan. It's not going to work. But now that we've solved the world's problems, you're welcome. It's time for the Weekly Trivia Challenge. See you, final answer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This week's Trivia Challenge is which of the following games faced a notoriously difficult development period that would eventually result in the development team being forced to... Uh, To scrap a huge final act of the game, including their originally intended ending, instead being forced to end on a cliffhanger. Was it A, Mass Effect 3, B, Halo 2, C, Ocarina of Time, or D, Madden 08?
6: B, final answer. Can you say them again?
7: I'll read you the question and the answers again. Thank you. Which of the following games faced a notoriously difficult development period that would eventually result in the development team being forced to scrap a huge final act of the game, including their originally intended ending, instead being forced to end on a cliffhanger? Was it A, Mass Effect 3, B, Halo 2, C, Ocarina of Time, or D, Madden 08?
6: Madden Madden 08 Madden? Yes. Does Madden have a story?
7: I don't know, Nathan, does it? There's no way.
6: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Oh, man. Uh, clearly it's not Madden. Okay. Don't shrug are, and say okay. That's a, this is a are horrible. You,
7: are you upset at me for giving you a very easy to eliminate possibility?
6: No, I just think it's really funny the idea of like having a cliff. Ang- like, like I just picture the game ending like right before like a field goal kick, and it doesn't tell you whether you got it or not.
5: That That's where it ends. Just the super, it's just the J-Pay. super bowl and it ends like that,
6: and there you go. That would you be that would be incredible. That would be. I would like Madden after that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I would watch those reacts on TikTok all the time just to see people so fucking pissed.
7: All right, Nathan, what's your answer?
6: Oh, well, it's not Madden. (laughs) I wish it was, but it's not. (laughs) I mean, Mass Effect seems like the other one that would be like, okay, like, yeah. Like that. Like, I could see that being one where, because everyone hated the ending, but I also didn't play that, so I couldn't say. But I feel like Mass Effect probably would have had a more tumultuous development cycle than Halo 2. But Halo 2 also ended on a pretty crazy cliffhanger as well. I just know people hated the ending of Mass Effect 3, so I don't know. But. You gotta pick an answer. What was the third one again? Ocarina of Time. Well, I don't think it's that either. <laughs> I don't know. Tim Tim you're saying no, you're no, saying no. Halo. <laughs> don't
7: use Tim. Tim's answer is locked in. Your answer.
6: Yeah, I'll just hedge our bets and say Mass Effect.
7: All right. Well, I'm going to tell you the answer to this question could have very easily be, been found just in the context of the question and the answers. Mass Effect 3 was the end of a trilogy. Why would it end on a cliffhanger?
6: Ocarina of Time...
7: All Zelda games are standalone.
6: Yeah, no, no. I mean, like, Mass Effect was the end of a trilogy, but everyone hated the ending. Uh, I didn't hate the ending. All right, most people hated the ending. Okay.
7: And, And you're correct. There is no story mode in Madden, so... Good job, Nathan.
6: <laughs> Damn. If only. It was Halo 2. Okay. Good job, Tim. Yay. Had our bets, and we came out on top. Good job, Tim.
7: All right. Well, um, that's all we have for you guys tonight. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to subscribe on whatever uh, podcast platform you found us on. You can see everything we do all in one spot over at coldnorthpro.com. We'll be back next week talking about whatever happens in the next seven days. So until then, reset. I'm
6: going to pitch a story campaign to John EA Madden himself. And it's going to be about a lowly college football athlete who finally gets into the big leagues. And then, um, I don't know. You're describing his, sense already. Is it, am I really? Man, I should make a video game. You already do.
1: <laughs> if you enjoyed this
7: episode, please leave us a review on iTunes.
0: With unlimited Free delivery, a Walmart Plus membership helps with whatever life throws your way. And the holidays throw a lot. Like when you make a gift list, check it twice, but still forget someone. Or when you plan a dinner for four, but 14 show up. Or when you turn away for two seconds and your dog eats the turkey. Bad boy, Dino! Walmart Plus saves the holidays with unlimited free delivery on fresh groceries and more at everyday low prices. Start your free trial membership at walmartplus.com. $35 order minimum, restrictions apply. See membership details.
4: Live from a basement in Dubuque, Iowa. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. 30 minutes from the Field of Dreams and 4 hours from the closest professional sports team. It's not a lie, if you believe it. On the banks of the Mississippi River.
0: Funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown,
4: I am you. It's the Degenerate Sports Betting Show with Matthew Friedman. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. And now your host, Matthew
8: Friedman. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Friedman, Matt F. The Oracle. Welcome to the Degenerate Sports Betting Show, brought to you by Best TV and sponsored by the FTN Network, where you can get all the season long and daily fantasy and sports betting content your degenerate heart desires, including my fantasy football write ups and all of my NFL size totals and player props. Use the highly original promo code Friedman for 20% off of your FTN subscription. That is FREEDMAN for 20% off at FTN. Thanks for checking out the show. Subscribe to the Best TV channel on YouTube. And rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. All right? It is Wednesday. We have a massive NBA slate tonight. And here to help us break that down is Kyle Murray from FTN. Kyle, you do. I don't I don't know exactly what your official title is because you do so <laughs> much at FTN. I know you do the projections, you write a lot of content, you handle everything in the optimizer. I believe you're sort of like director of something projections what what is your title what is it that you do here
9: uh i I don't really know my exact title i mean a few things have been bounced around but um i don't know i just kind of try to do as much as i can but yeah i do projections for the four main sports uh a lot of stuff in the optimizer have the optimal show every day on monday through friday which kind of uh, revolves around the optimizer so trying to push some of that content as well as just uh, work on the back end of the optimizer, get the projections uploaded into that. And then content for the uh, the three main or the four main sports as well. The three main sports right now with MLB finally on a break, but uh, yeah, all the projections, all the, all the content for those sports, but uh, it's been a blast
8: mm-hmm. before we jump into the NBA slate. I have some kind of bigger picture questions going off script, but so you do all of the, this content and projections for a number of sports which one is your favorite sport?
9: Uh, so my favorite one is basketball because mm-hmm. it's it's been my most profitable sport. <laughs> um, my my favorite one to, to just enjoy is probably NFL because I think that that Sunday sweat is just uh there's nothing else like it in DFS or betting. So I would say NBA because of it's my best sport I think, and then NFL because I enjoy it the most.
8: Okay, now there's a difference between like your best sport and the one that you might be the best at analytically because they're you know like dfs isn't just like who has the best projections it's who has the best projections leveraged against ownership and putting all of it together in terms of creating projections which sport do you think you are the best at
9: um well so i I think everyone who does projections for multiple sports should answer that with nba because nba is the easiest sport to project um but in terms of the the models that i have that i think Give me the best edge. I would actually say uh, MLB because my, my stacking model has been a, a really good tool for myself and subs over the last year and a half, uh, and it's done done me really well. So I'd actually say, from an analytics perspective, on an uh from a tournament perspective. I think my models are actually best in MLB because they are so tailored towards having those, those leverage-driven opportunities kind of rise to the top of the models. And then the stacking models and the player raters, I do think, work really well for MLB. So I actually prefer my MLB model over, over the other models. I mean, I think looking at how accurate projections are, NBA would be the closest. Um, but I think I like the MLB models the most right now.
8: Mm-hmm. And I'll say, uh, I use your projections for NBA to help guide me on player prop bets, you know? Cause like, I, I don't, I'll just say, I don't follow NBA like that. That's why you're on the show. Cause I can't <laughs> talk about NBA, right? Like I have a vague sense of what is happening, uh, but I can look in a spreadsheet, put stuff in there, kind of manipulate some numbers and say like, okay, I think this guy is probably going to hit the over on his rebound prop. I can, I can do that without really knowing much about what's happening within the NBA, but I'm always referring back to your projections to give me some sort of guide, especially in terms of minutes played, because that's that's the key to, to everything yeah. with NBA projections, but then also deriving from that, okay, if this guy's playing 29 minutes, does Kyle think that this guy is going to have seven and a half rebounds or eight and a half rebounds? And so I have found that your projections are a fantastic resource, not just for DFS, but also for player props, and so I want to ask kind of a follow-up question here before we get into the actual show. A follow-up question on that with the the player projections. So much of NBA is based on late breaking news, you know, especially in in larger slates where you can have a number of guys who are injured, who are kind of on the borderline. Will he or will he not play? How is it? that you take news into account, uh, in terms of building your projections. And I would say like, walk us through the process a little bit, kind of like early in the day, are you taking a stand on, okay, I think this guy probably won't be playing tonight. So I'm going to already project his minutes to this backup player. Like, how is it that you kind of take, take all of this into account when creating your projections?
9: Yeah. So I actually try to be pretty conservative when it comes to ruling players out, because, you know, I think subscribers rely on projections pretty heavily and I think that in NBA DFS they should. So I do like, I feel like a little bit of responsibility to try to be as accurate with those uh, pre pre preset news kind of plays. Uh, I try to be as accurate as possible, but obviously you can't get everything right. So I, I do find myself playing it more conservative. For example, if someone's been out, you know, the last couple of games, maybe I'll, 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 feel the need to rule them out. But if someone's on the, on the injury report with a questionable tag and hasn't really been out any games, I'll typically leave them in. And if they're ruled out, I like to have kind of notes of those injured players in my head. So I know how I want to react to the changes. But I think as far as just knowing the rotations as much as possible, which, you know, I, I would be lying if I, if I sat here and said, I know all the rotations by, by heart by now, like I, I just don't we're like two or three weeks into the season, but what, while doing minutes manually, which I've been doing the past couple of years, you get a real good feel for how the rotations are looking. So when somebody's removed from that rotation, you get a really, a really strong sense of who's going to step into that place. And obviously, knowing the players and knowing kind of their their capabilities and how they can be used within the team it's really helpful. But overall, I think doing minutes manually. So I actually have a, I have a, man, a, a baseline projection for the minutes, but then I pretty much uh, override a lot of that with manual projections when I go through the rotations every day. Uh, so that's what I've been doing the past couple of years. And it's worked out really well. And it gives me a good strong sense of how the rotations are shaking out and which players can be plugged into into what scenario if a player would be ruled out. So that's kind of how I stay on my toes and be ready to adjust for that change.
8: Okay, I I absolutely I could I could talk with you or I talk with you I could ask you questions all day just getting information on the models your projection process I find all of this stuff fascinating but let's let's jump into today's slate again a massive NBA slate and you know for everyone who's looking at it for DFS obviously go to FTN daily and check out the content we have there Adam Pfeiffer has a great article there breaking down the value plays Uh, for today's DFS slate but for sports betting in particular is there a game right now on the slate when you're looking at the odds a game that really stands out to you as your favorite one
9: Um, so there's a couple Uh, I, I think there's one that stands out as just a I don't know if it's a misprice or if it's anything that is is shocking based on what we've seen so far this year but it's shocking based on the fact that it's the reigning NBA champion and they're Four-point underdogs against the Knicks of all teams. I mean, the Knicks have been great this year, so I guess that's more of a, a, a sticker shock type thing. But I think my favorite game to bet right now would be the Pelicans minus four and a half potentially seeing Brandon Ingram back tonight. He's been out four games now with an injury. So if he comes back, I think this line would actually move in the favor of New Orleans. Uh, and I think here you know, this might be a spot where, you know, in betting sometimes, you know, I mentioned for projections, I like to be conservative. But with betting, I don't think that that necessarily should be the case. You know, you want to jump on some of these lines that might move in your favor, which I think could be the case for the Pelicans if we see uh, Ingram ruled active. Or even if he doesn't play, I still think this number is a fine number. So I think right now, Pelicans minus 4.5 would be my favorite pick.
8: That's interesting. So even if he doesn't return, yeah. you think that this line is fair value, and maybe even skewed towards uh, the Pelicans a little bit in terms of which way you should bet. If he returns, what do you think the line should be?
9: Um, it's always tough to know, you know, early on in the year how much a, a guy can move the the number. But Brandon Ingram is like is a is a big time line mover in my opinion. I would say it would be probably closer to minus seven seven and a half maybe uh i know Mm -hmm. that's a a three points is a big move for a guy like ingram but i mean again he's he's their their top scorer their best player so uh, i I do think that it would probably be closer to seven
8: Mm -hmm. now not to like handicap this too much but what do you think the odds are that he actually comes back do you think do you think it's basically a coin flip
9: so i actually think it's it's, i think it's better than a coin flip now because Mm -hmm. so this has been a, a trend for the past four or five days that he's played on where we've had to deal with the, the injury news. And the last two days I thought he would play uh, based on some reports from beat writers and all that stuff. So like last game, I thought he would almost certainly play because Mm -hmm. in the, in the game, two games ago, some beat reporters were saying that it sounded like he was going to have a good shot at playing. uh, And then last game he didn't play. So I actually think he has a a better chance at suiting up than not uh, in this one. So I, I would probably say, 60 40 uh, or maybe even 65 35 that he plays
8: okay'm I'm, I'm making some notes when we're done with the show i'm I'm gonna go bet this game this this is an intriguing game to me all right so the largest spread on the board right now looking through this and by the way you can get our NBA odds uh at FTN bets and you can just go to ftnbets.com slash nba slash odds but you can find all of odds for a number of sports. On the odds page at FTM Bets, the game right now with the highest spread, I believe, is Brooklyn and Orlando. This was nine. Brooklyn is now favored by ten. What are your thoughts on this game? Do you think that this line continues to move towards the Nets?
9: Um, I I think it probably, I think ten is probably a good number. Um, I don't I don't know. I I think if it did move, it would continue to move towards the Nets, but. Orlando's been a, a surprisingly fine young team. Like, they have a couple of really solid young players. Cole Anthony has been playing amazing basketball to start the year, uh, leading this Orlando team. I think I think 10's probably a good number. Um, I would actually – I actually don't mind Orlando plus 10 here. Uh, we just saw Brooklyn get blown out by Chicago, which I think Chicago's a great team too. I don't think Orlando's quite on Chicago's playing field, but we're seeing the Brooklyn Nets, they're, you know – susceptible to being in games where they maybe shouldn't be or maybe playing down to their opponents because you know we know this team has the the talent to compete with any team in the nba but they're dealing with a lot of things right now no carry obviously that's a whole situation uh, and their rotation is just a little bit weird right now with some of the players that they brought in you know they have an almost an entirely new look team guys like patty mills marcus aldridge uh, paul mills up is not really playing a whole lot but they're bringing a lot of older players into their rotation here to kind of go alongside Harden and Durant. So any given night, if one of Harden or Durant are off, I think a team like Orlando, who's a young team I think that they could easily uh, just find a way to stay in the game at plus 10.
8: All right. To, uh, to put some context on this, this line opened around eight, eight and a half moved to nine has now recently been bet to 10. So this line could continue to move based on the action that we've seen on it so far. And so, you're saying that if you had to lean on a side right now at 10, you would probably go towards the Orlando magic. And if there's the possibility that this line continues to move, maybe you just wait, maybe you wait and tip off. This line is 11, 11 and a half. Maybe you just wait. And what are your thoughts on betting this closer to game
9: time? Yeah. I mean, it's probably not a bet or a game that I'm like dying to bet. Um, So I, I would be totally fine with waiting out until you know, closer to tip where we maybe see it move up another point or two. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick right now, if I had to decide on, you know, maybe a future bet, I would wait and see if, if Orlando would if we get them like plus 11 or plus 11 and a half.
8: Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm, I'm looking down the board here. I want to get your thoughts on whether you think there are any specific games because I know you talked about uh, about the Bucks game. Uh, A little bit surprising to see them as underdogs. I know you mentioned uh, Pelicans. Um, So I want to get your thoughts on some other games, if there are some that really stand out to you as potentially being mispriced. But first, I have to ask you about my Dallas Mavericks. They are three and a half point road dogs in Chicago. Uh, I'm sort of pained by what we've seen out of the Mavericks this year. Uh, I've never really been in love with Jason Kidd as uh, a head coach. Uh, I'm not really in love with the roster that they have there in Dallas. I feel like they have one guy and then they're just trying to figure out what to do around him. And that hasn't really been conducive to, uh, I'd say like on court success and then definitely against the spread success. The Mavericks are one of the worst teams in the league right now against the spread. What are your thoughts on the Mavericks is three and a half point road dogs in Chicago?
9: Uh, yeah, so I, I think the Mavericks in general are just a team that, even dating back to last year, are, are too good for how they're playing. They're kind of playing uh, subpar basketball, and that starts with someone like Porzingis, who just hasn't really been that elite-level stretch forward that we've seen back when he was on New York or even the first you know, few stints with uh, here with Dallas. So I, I think eventually they'll kind of end up panning out to be a, a really strong team. But on the other end, Chicago has been – very good this year. DeMar DeRozan is mixing in extremely well with Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, and Lonzo Ball. Um, I think this is one of the better, you know, if you had to say, okay, I, I know everyone says the big three, but if, if we're talking like the top four from every team, Chicago has to be up there in terms of having the best top four talent. Um, it's a very strong team. So I think if I had to, to have a lean here, it would be Chicago minus three and a half um, just because Dallas, like you mentioned, all the things you mentioned, they're, they're kind of a team that does rely on Luka. So anytime you can get a night where, you know, if Luca has an off night, Dallas is probably in, in a whole lot of trouble. If DeMar DeRozan has a tough night, we'll just go to Zach Levine. If Zach Levine has a tough night, we'll just go to Nikola Vucevic. And you can't really make that case for Luca right now because sure, you can at times get those 25 point games from Tim Hardaway, but he's not really going to go out and create his own shot. Um, And Porzingis, are we going to get that from him? I I don't feel as confident in that as getting it from, you know, Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan or Vucevic. So I would definitely lean Chicago minus three and a half here.
8: Yeah, there's just, there's more depth. There's more depth that uh, Chicago has. And as you say, I I feel for the Mavs to cover this, for them really to compete in this game, Luca has to be near his best, and that's just that's something that's not sustainable. Like you can't have a guy be at his best every game, so that is tough. All right, looking at the rest of the board here, um, let's see. You know, I mentioned that the largest spread we have on the board is Nets Magic at ten points, but then we do have after that a lot of games that are in that say like one to four point range. So some tighter spreads here. I'm wondering, and by the way, I'm definitely going to ask you about the heat at the Lakers, but I'm wondering if there are other games that really catch your eye.
9: Uh, so the one that sort of catches my eye. And so you mentioned your maps. I'll talk about my pistons here at plus three. Um, Kevin Porter jr. Is questionable for this one. And he's been uh, pretty much the best on-ball scorer for Houston, you know, the best guy when they know they need to go get a bucket. They're going to Kevin Porter Jr. He's been the guy there. Uh, and then they're dealing with a couple of other injuries as well. So Detroit plus three, I mean, Detroit's as healthy as they're going to get right now. Um, Kate Cunningham back, and he's playing at, at full capacity right now. They're, uh, they've announced that he's not going to have any kind of limitations. It's the number one overall pick who has showed a, a ton of inefficiency shooting, he was like a 40% shooter, a uh, three-point shooter in college last year. And after his first three games, he was one for 21 from three. I think he'll continue to get better. So Detroit plus three, you know, it's not a ring endorsement for Detroit, but I just don't think Houston is all that good either. So Detroit plus three, I don't mind taking them even to, to win this game at plus 135. Uh, over on DraftKings, I don't hate that one there. Uh, so that's one that stands out to me. And then um, you mentioned the Heat. I think Heat minus four and a half could be a, an interesting pick. I know they're on, on the road in L.A., but I wouldn't really consider that being one of the toughest places to go play. And we're talking about a team with no LeBron and Anthony Davis, who is clearly dealing with some kind of illness that he's struggling with. After the third quarter last game, he was throwing up in the in the tunnel. Uh, came out in the fourth quarter and he absolutely played fantastic in the in the fourth quarter and overtime when he had a game a game clinching block. So obviously Anthony Davis is going to be able to play uh, solid at that kind of level, even if he's sick. But I mean Miami, they're one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. So I don't mind uh, the Miami bet as well.
8: Okay. Well, uh, you know, obviously I'm not known as an NBA guy cause I'm, I'm not an NBA guy, but I do have, uh, a bet in the bet tracker, uh, on this game and, uh, whatever, I'll just give it away. It doesn't matter. Cause my, my opinion on this is worthless. I'm, I'm totally betting against the Lakers on this one. I'm, I'm with you. I'm on the heat, the Lakers, uh, no LeBron. It's, I mean, they haven't been good to this point in the year anyway. They're like very much in like DJAF. We're just like getting into the season and trying to work our way into shape and figure out how our team works without injuring ourselves. Whereas the Heat are actually trying to compete for the number one spot in their conference, you know, and the Lakers, they have not done a good job against the spread this year. I believe they are three and eight against the spread. Uh, I believe two and six against the spread at home where I don't think they have a home court advantage at all. Uh, And they're one and three against the spread against teams that actually have a 500 record or better. Like the Lakers just do not feel like a team that has it together right now. And if I can bet against them uh, at anything, I'd say like under five points, then I will probably do that. Um, I'm curious. We've talked about sides do you have any thoughts on the totals for this slate minnesota and golden state they have the highest total at 221 and a half the warriors i mean you know back to being the best team in the nba but they're playing some defense it's sort of relative to what we've seen uh you know when they were like the best team in the league just lighting it up on offense not as strong on defense now they're actually pretty good on defense what are your thoughts on the total
9: Uh, Yeah. So both teams have actually been playing above last year's level in defense. Uh, Golden State number one in defensive efficiency. Minnesota 16th in defensive efficiency. But throughout the first three games, they were top five, which was a bit strange because they were bottom five last season. Uh, And it was kind of a a running joke because Anthony Edwards, after I believe it was the second game, came out and, and did an interview per Anthony Edwards usual standard and it was hilarious and he threw in some some cuss words there and he said that they're the best defensive team in basketball and they were for the first couple of games now that they've dropped down to 16th in defensive efficiency but with both teams playing solid defense I think that is potentially interesting however both teams are top 10 in terms of pace and overall possessions per game as well so I think if I had to lean here with both teams playing such a such a fast pace right now and you know kind of putting a uh, an accent on getting as many possessions as possible. And obviously we know what the Warriors are going to do. They're going to run and gun and shoot all those threes. Um, so I would actually lean the over here.
8: Okay. What do you think about the Warriors so far this year? They don't have Clay Thompson back yet. It's a very different team than what it was when they were winning championships. Does this, does this feel like a team that is like quote unquote back, um, from the injuries that they've had the past few years?
9: Uh, it sure does. I mean, it, it's hard to not feel that way with how they've been playing. Um, you know, even in that game against Atlanta, when they got off to a, a rough start, they were down, I think, to, uh, 14 or 15 points at one point. They ended up coming back and winning by, I think it was 13, but they were up at by 20 at one point. So even when they find themselves uh, potentially not playing their best brain at basketball and uh, struggling a bit, they still end up, end up dominating a team like Atlanta who has been pretty good this year. And you mentioned it. They've been winning games with defense as much as offense. Uh, They've been very good on the defensive end. And you know, they're not quite the same team that was winning those championships because they don't have Kevin Durant, but, they're they're not that far off, you know. Once they get Clay back, they're not that far off from that first championship team um, prior to Durant joining. So, a lot of a lot of secondary pieces that I think are, are pretty good assets. Guys like Otto Porter Jr., who we haven't really seen a lot of. He did have a good game in that game against Atlanta, but Igudala is some of that I think can be valuable in the playoffs. I think Bielitsa has a very. Um, particular set of skills not to that's a quote taken or anything but um Villalice is a, a very good defender in terms of being big and, and being able to guard other positions he's a good passer as well so he's kind of like a an off-brand draymond green actually who's not not quite as good of a defender as draymond but he can step in and fill that kind of role and then obviously you have steph and, and when clay returns you'll, you'll have two of the best if not the two best three-point shooters in nba history To go along with Draymond who's going to be able to kind of facilitate and lead the offense there at times. And then you have the emergence of Jordan Poole, who's just been fantastic this year uh, at getting his own shots. A big thing for Jordan Poole was he wasn't able to create his own shots. uh, And that was a thing for him in college as well when he went to uh, Michigan. He was a very good shooter, but oftentimes struggling to create his own shots. And that hasn't really been a a big problem for him this year. He's done a good job attacking the basket and scoring whenever he really wants. So uh, him emerging as their secondary scorer, and obviously he'll be their their third man there when Clay comes back, I think is a huge uh, boost to this team.
8: Okay, I'm curious. You know, This is the degenerate sports betting show. So people love to bet on underdogs. I'm wondering, especially on the money line, If there are any underdogs in this really big NBA slate, uh, any underdogs that stand out to you where you think, okay, you know, if things break a certain way, this team that is, you know, plus 150, maybe even plus 130, it can be a shorter underdog, but a team that you feel has a really good chance of winning this game tonight.
9: Uh, yeah, so I, I did kind of mention the Pistons. They're plus one hundred and thirty on DraftKings right now, so I think they would be my first lean. But uh, my my second one would probably be the Charlotte Hornets. Here, um, they I mean they just have an, another team that's just super deep. Uh, Memphis has been playing very uh, solid as well, but they don't they're not at full strength right now. No Dylan Brooks. Uh, John Morant's been you know, it, it kind of like the Luka situation where he's been keeping this team afloat by just playing incredible basketball all season long. And I do think they have some secondary pieces there, but I, I do think I like Charlotte to win this game at plus one fifty five. That's all. That's over on DraftKings. I haven't shopped around other sites yet, but uh, Charlotte's the team that I, I have my eye on.
8: Okay, I normally don't ask about player props this early in the day because I, I know that a lot can change as we get closer to tip off. But you know, there are probably some games where the the situation seems pretty stable uh, in terms of the projectable minutes. So if you have had a chance. look at the player prop market so far are there any potential bets that stand out to you
9: uh yeah so the the first one actually comes from that charlotte game and it's it's kind of a weird bet uh it's probably not you know probably not a household name but cody martin is actually one half of the Martin twins who are no longer both on Charlotte. One is now on Miami, but Cody Martin's been playing 24, 25 minutes, most games, and he has had some, uh, some upside to play more at times. This is a, a, a game total with 226 and a half, uh, and the line is six and a half points for Cody Martin. So I like the over there. Um, my model has him for almost 10. I have him at nine and a half. So he's one that stands out for me. Uh, and then it's going to depend on some potential news in, in Phoenix for DeAndre Ayton. I haven't seen any official word if he's ruled out or not yet, uh, but they did rule him out early last game. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him out. So if he is out, I think shopping around for just some Javale McGee props makes some sense. His, his uh, He hasn't necessarily been a great scorer with uh, DeAndre Ayton out so far, but the, the current line eight and a half. My model has them at 12 and a half with eight and out. So that's a number that I like as well.
8: Ooh, that's that's fantastic. What do you think the odds are that Aiton is out?
9: Um, I, I would say probably 70, 30 that he's out. I mean, it does seem like it's a... Oh, Actually, he was already... Yeah, He's been ruled out already. He got ruled out. So he's officially out. So there's okay. no even... So I'm going to say 100%.
8: <laughs> Great. So yeah, so people should be betting this now.
9: Yeah, yeah, but but that also means that the line's probably not going to move either. I think it's going to be pretty – It's there's no news to adjust to it. So mm-hmm. uh, there's actually a couple of bets that the model is looking at for JaVale McGee. Uh, his assist line is, is half an assist, so if he gets one assist. I don't love betting that because someone can just fall into one assist, but my model has him at like .2 assist. Uh, so that's something that is also there if you wanted it, but just to talk about McGee a little bit more. But the points number is kind of what I've been – looking at tonight or for tonight, he's at eight and a half right now. I've met 12 and a half. So, you know, a four point margin there.
8: Mm-hmm.
9: All right. This is a kind
8: of big picture question. How is it that you sort through uh, player props to see? Cause it like, especially on a big slate like this, like it can take a long time to go through player props and see where it is that you have an edge. And like for you, it's easier because you have a model for me. I don't have a model. I'm just like looking at player props. How do you think it is best for someone who doesn't have a model, anything like that, but who wants to bet on player props? Because it is an exploitable market, Who someone who wants to bet on player props
9: to do it in a time-efficient manner. Uh, yeah, that's, that's very tough. Um, before... Before I had the model, and even when I had the model, but I didn't have sports betting, I I, I don't know how I would have been able to do it. Really, uh, I think it'd be very tough. What I do now is I I plug the 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 odds and the lines in from uh, whatever book I'm using, paste it into the Excel. I have a, a format that looks up the difference between the projection and the line, and then it spits out a, a number, a different a differential between the bets. And we actually are trying to bring something like that to. FTNBets.com. We're working on having our projections automated through the site, and then they will uh, eventually compare those numbers to sportsbooks uh, prop lines. So hopefully, by you know sometime this season, we'll have that up and up and running at Ftn Bet. So that way, people can use that because I, I think that is the best way. And I th- I think if you weren't using that, you would have to have a really good feel for where players are projected or, or where you would kind of have in in your mind where they'd be falling, and then try to run through the props because if you're you know if you're looking at each player's numbers i I feel like it's so easy to to get lost in all these all these names like even if it was you know an eight game slate there's just so many names and so many numbers now we have a massive 13 game slate so I, i feel like it's it's very tough to do it without having a good sense of these projections or at least a good sense of where you think players are going to uh to end up tonight
8: all right kyle fantastic stuff i really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show Every day you do the optimal, which is the daily fantasy show where you're looking at the, I would say state of the art optimizer that we have at FTN daily, you know, kind of looking back at some of the previous slates, especially like if we're thinking about NFL looking ahead to the upcoming slates that we have, what are some things about the optimizer that you would want people to know?
9: Yeah. So I I think the best thing that I like to use it for, like a lot of people ask me questions on how I particularly use the optimizer. And and the best thing is the flexibility of the kind of player that you can be and still use the optimizer. Um, like for example, for sports like NFL and, and MLB, I like to, to run out a lot of 150 builds and all that stuff. But for NBA, there are a lot of nights where I just want to do one lineup. Uh, like last night I was a one lineup play uh, and you can still use the optimizer in a great uh, fashion that way. But there's just so many different features and settings that allow you to either, You know, we've dealt with some uh, optimizers in the past that kind of do do things strongly in in one sense for a player if they want to be uh, super kind of hands off and let the optimizer do the trick or be super in depth. But for this optimizer, you can it's a a really nice balance between giving you uh, features that you can be highly customized, highly customizing certain things like stacking, uh, like player groupings. Exposures and all that stuff. So, lots of tools and, and features within the optimizer that allow you to to give your personal touch on the lineups that will you know kind of be felt throughout the uh, the build. All right, awesome stuff. Uh,
8: anything else that you want to plug about the work that you are doing at FTN Bets or
9: FTN Daily? Uh, I'll have a lot of the prop bets in the in the bet tracker later up uh, probably in the next couple of hours. So, check out the bet tracker. It's been a slow start to the year. Uh, I had a couple of Pretty bad nights early on, but uh, it's been a, a strong run ever since then. Had a couple of bad beats last night, but we're looking to keep the roll going uh, here in the bet tracker for the NBA side of things. And then, if you're interested in checking out anything on the FTN daily side, we have the new gold package, which uh, kind of incorporates a lot of our secondary sports, uh, all the college sports, tennis, NASCAR. So, I would highly recommend checking that out as well because we have college basketball that uh, I've been playing last night and even last year and did really well. I don't know. I don't know anything about college basketball. So it's always fun to just play a sport that you don't know anything about and have success. And it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, definitely breathtaking. All right. And, uh, I, if I have time, which I probably
8: won't, but if I have time, I will uh, try to dig through the NBA player prop market and put some props in there because I actually, I have done well using your projections. Uh, the, the master teaching Love the it. student here, <laughs> I actually, I have done well betting props this year, 35 and 21 up 14.3 units, betting props and then the the one side i i've bet this year winner so you know it's it's just over here crush season on nba and then uh getting killed on nfl which is uh very typical for how things like this go all right kyle i very much appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and uh we're gonna let you go producer tom is gonna come on we're gonna talk about you behind your back uh have have a great day kyle
9: thanks i appreciate it
8: all right that was awesome producer Tom. Come on and jump on here. Thomas Viola, Psychic on the controls, connoisseur, pasta, yada, yada, yada. Uh, long-suffering Jets fan. Tom, uh, great job getting another guest here. Uh, I thought Kyle was fantastic. Anything that he said to you about tonight's massive 13-game slate, anything that he said kind of stand out to you in terms of, that was interesting, I think I might bet this.
4: Um, I mean, I am really curious about the warriors i mean that's kind of again i'm like you i'm not a huge nba guy but I, they've been covering some ridiculous spreads so far seven and a half versus minnesota the timberwolves are not very good they're bad yeah like yes. as well like obviously with the lineups you have to wait and make sure that everybody's playing but they've been the best team in the league so far and i think that's going to continue
8: Yeah. And Minnesota two and seven against the spread that calls to me. That's, that's the kind of team I want to bet against. This is our kind of game. Yes. So, uh, that, that is something that I will be taking a look at. All right. Uh, tomorrow, Tom, we will be back to normal NFL programming, but uh, you've been on a hot streak getting some fantastic guests for the past two days. So, uh, very much have enjoyed those conversations. Now, we do have some giveaways. I say some giveaways. We have a giveaway Mm -hmm. uh, for an FTN subscription. Tell the good people
4: how it is that they can get that. Well, it might be a giveaway, but it's the gift that keeps on giving. So there you go. That was a good one. Yes. There you go. So if you want to win your own FTN subscription, all you have to do is go onto the podcast platform of your choice screenshot your five-star rating of both our show, the degenerate sports betting show and our other show, the Friedman fantasy football show screenshot, those head over to Twitter and tag myself at TV at work to be entered to win the subscription. It's that easy. That's all you have to do, but you have to do it by Friday. Well, by Saturday, because Friday is the last show where it's going to be eligible. You have to do it by then. It takes two minutes. It is so helpful to us in terms of getting more ratings and getting higher up on those podcast ranks and please tell your friends about the show you know the drill like subscribe and share help us get even bigger
8: and i tell you what i'm i'm going to add something to this contest spur of the moment if you text a friend of yours hey i want to tell you about these shows that you should listen to and uh, you know subscribe on the, the apple podcast app whatever podcast app you listen to and then if you screenshot that and send it to tom then we will give you like an extra entry into this giveaway so for every person that you text and then screenshot and tag tom with we will give you an extra entry in the giveaway okay you have to be pounding the streets telling people that they need to listen to our two shows tom i have a question side note on a scale of one to ten how egotistical do you think it was for me to call the show the Friedman fantasy football show?
4: I mean, you've got the name brand recognition. You've got the Twitter following. And like, it's not like this is the Friedman and Tom fantasy football show. It's your show. (laughs) Like, I feel like it's warranted and it rolls off the top.
8: Okay, good. That was the, that was the correct answer. Uh,
4: i mean i don't have anything else to
8: say that was that was the wise answer flattery always goes far uh especially with someone who would name his show after himself all right i know how Uh, to play the
4: game
1: yes
8: you you do know how to play the game all right that is the show you can find all of my work at ftn on friday i published the fantasy football breakdown and no promises i might get that piece out a little bit early this week we will see so anyway on friday the fantasy football breakdown on Thursday, the best bets article on Tuesday, my fantasy football rankings, which I update on Thursday, Saturday and Sunday all throughout the week in the FTN bets tracker. I'm putting in my NFL size totals and player props. Sometimes some NBA bets. We'll see if I put any NBA player props in there today. I already have again. I I already put it out there. I already have in the bet tracker, my bet against the Los Angeles Lakers and on Twitter, on YouTube, on your favorite podcast app, on FTN, you can get daily episodes of the Freedman Fantasy Football Show and the Degenerate Sports Betting Show. And always use the highly original promo code Freedman for twenty percent off at FTN. All right, that is the show. You can find me, and Tommy V, on Twitter at Matt F the Oracle and TV at Work. Thanks for joining us, and see you next episode.
0: Become a Walmart Plus member and be the first in line to shop the hottest online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else. So yeah, Walmart Plus helps you get the gift. The first one your kid wrote on their list like five months ago. The gift that if you could just get your hands on it will make this holiday the best holiday ever. Yeah, that gift. Become a Walmart Plus member at WalmartPlus.com and be the first to shop online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else with early access. Not available to trial members while supplies last. Become a Walmart Plus member and be the first in line to shop the hottest online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else. So yeah, Walmart Plus helps you get the gift. The first one your kid wrote on their list like five months ago. The gift that if you could just get your hands on it will make this holiday the best holiday ever. Yeah, that gift. Become a Walmart Plus member at WalmartPlus.com and be the first to shop online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else with early access. Not available to trial members while supplies last.
3: If you enjoyed this episode,
7: please
6: leave us a review on iTunes.